Stand by for pre-show banter. Hello. Hello. Is this the first? Just having one one of you guys on there? Um, no. I seem to recall doing something similar to this. I don't know how Skype works. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> Hello. What's on? What's on, everybody? Hello. Yay! We're all here. Welcome, everybody here. Are we ready to start streaming? Anything you need to say before we go live? Apparently not. Okay. No. The stream is now running. We are live, people, live. Uh, you guys doing all right? Yeah, fine, thanks, man. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, you guys ready to start? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's start the motherfucking show, bitch. I am recording. Welcome y'all to the veteran gamers. Juju, Jimmy, and the fellas will tell you about every single game that you play this week. Hey! News, reviews, and an indie pick. Stew story time and Jimmy's game breakers. Here comes Duke with the sound by saviors. Take this. Oh no. Gamers. Take this. Oh no. Take this. Oh no. It's the veteran gamers. Good job! Yeah, boy. This is boring. I'm bored now. Switch that console off before you have to press repeat, yo. Can I finish, please? Can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Veteran Gamers Podcast, uh, episode 441. Uh, I'm Duke. I'm not Chinny. <laughs> I'm not Stu. Oh, jeez. What the what? I mean, I wish I was Stu. I can't lie. No, you don't wish you were. Do you really wish you were Stu? <laughs> oh, oh, of course. I, oh, mean, I, I, I picked Mike Chin, obviously, to be you know a reason. I want to be Stu, of course. <laughs> I don't know that anybody has ever said, I want to be Stu Fowler. But to each their own. Anyway, the point is, Stu and Chinny are both punks, so they're not here this week. So we have two awesome guests filling in. Awesome guest number one, you just heard him. He's from the Yet Another Podcast podcast. His name is Antonio. Hello, hello. And Gavin Bart and the Entertainers fame. Hello, That's hello, hello, right. hello, hello. Thank you for correcting that. Uh, and then filling in Chinny's spot, he's the man from, I don't know where you're from, Rob, but he's uh, the uh, brown around town. It's Robin Brown. From just the one podcast. From yeah. just the yeah. one podcast. Boss, 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 Is boss. Is that the name? Wait, 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 okay. wait. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, guys. How are you guys doing? Very well, thank you. Currently in the process of moving, so oh my might goodness. be a little bit of reverb, and I apologize for that. Reverb, reverb, reverb. Yeah, besides that, I'm doing all I don't hear anything, so I think you're good. Lovely. Yeah. Rob, what's up with you? What's the latest thing that's happened in your life? Uh, I got invited on this podcast. (laughs) All right. And nothing's been the same since. (laughs) It's about as active as I'm getting. That's right. We got (laughs) Simmy Boy in the chat and probably some other people. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this works. Uh, Yeah. So I'm hosting and also running the stream, and I don't know how to do either of these very well. So uh, we're going to start right in with some story time. My favorite time. It's story time. Story, story, story time. Rob, you got a story at all? Something interesting that's been going on? You've been building you a really deck You really don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> that's a no then, huh? Nope. Okay, Antonio, tell us a story about your moving. 
Did you break uh, anything? Uh, I'm moving. So I was in a house with four, uh, three other friends. They've all left. So I currently have a full house myself. Yeah, you think house. I'll be doing that better, but no, I've just been working on scripts and editing. So no. Even though the house is completely empty. So you haven't had like a raging kegger party with Project X style mayhem? Well, I was going to say, I could have let the house out, you know, to call people, get some extra money. But instead, I'm still in the room, just sat at the laptop editing. And it's not presuming, room, it's the presuming room. that's helping your sleep, though. Mm, that's a constant battle. <laughs> yeah. It's better than uh, it would have been, but not well, still not all that great, probably. So I'm guessing you you saw my my ever-failing quest on Twitter and all that. Yes. Uh, so it's like the day they move out, they were said, oh, at least you get some sleep now. I laughed and went, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> so I went to bed that, that night and I woke up, I got woke up, sorry, about 8 a.m. to a chainsaw going off. Oh, jeez. And that has been my uh, wake-up call every day since. So as oh. soon as my housemates left, someone else started to do a bit of lumberjacking outside. So uh, I mean, you are very much a student lifestyle if you're complaining about having to get up at 8, 8 a.m. <laughs> During, yeah, during this period, yeah, which is a bit ironic because when I go back home to work, I wake up at 5 a.m. to get to work, which is a big flip I have to do twice a year. I have to adjust to going to bed at 5 a.m. and then getting up at 5 a.m. See, that's the flip side of it. If you, yeah, okay, you have to wake up at 8 a.m., but what time do you go to sleep? It varies. Yeah. Uh, between six, uh, 2 to 7 a.m. normally, See, depending on my workload. If you want to sleep at 2 a.m., then getting up at 8 a.m. is rough. Well, if you go to sleep at 7 a.m. and getting up at 8 from <laughs> what you're saying, no, that's even rougher. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like, what was last night? Last night was 5 a.m., I think it was. Oi. Yeah. But yeah, I, well, I get up at 5 a.m. Like every day, but... Because no, when I go to the gym and stuff, at like, like 2 a.m., no one's there. It's lovely. That's how I get to shoot videos and stuff, because no one's ever there. Yeah. Beautiful. Same with, like, right now, no one's here. I do have a kind of story, since I, I, I don't... I'm not too active in my life, apart from the gym part. Um, but, so, I'm guessing you don't juke. But Robin, maybe. Do you know a Facebook buy and sell? Nope. Uh, not really. Is that no. like Craigslist on Facebook? Yeah. Okay. Literally, yeah. And um, as well, if people know me quite well, GH stands for GH Rocker, and I I like my guitar hero. And um, I saw a listing for like a fiver for two good guitars, and one of them is worth like twenty quid. And I thought, oh, if I don't like it, I can just sell it off. Um, so to cut it very short, because I don't want it to be boring, we said we'd be up at six p.m. I Walked all the way there, it was a couple, couple miles, whatever. Uh, we met, or well, supposed to anyway, because I went there. He went there, I went, oh, whatever, I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, hello. Um, and he uh, messaged me about nine, I was still in the gym, or about to leave. And he said, oh, I'm here. But, um, a bit late, but whatever. So I replied <laughs> saying, it's fine, the deal's off, mate. And he said, oh, I can deliver it for you if you want. What? Uh, okay, cool. For a fiber extra. Fine, whatever, I can break even on the guitar, I guess, whatever. I said, when will he come? He said, uh, it's 4 a.m. all right. 4 a.m.? Yeah. The hell? I went, that's... No, yeah. it's not all luckily right. For me, luckily for me, as we've established, I'm not asleep. So that's fine. I said, okay, that's a bit odd. <laughs> so he came about 4 a.m. Uh, he came in. I said, oh, hi, mate. Do you want a drink or anything? And I'm all right. He said, um, where's the guitars? Oh, I forgot them. <laughs> Oops. Oh, yeah, the whole reason I was coming here at 4 a.m. So wow. he's, I, he's, I said, right, could you get them for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go and do it. Hello. Uh, tenner, though. I went, no, a fiver. You've messed me about and wasted a lot of my time. Well, yeah. Eight pounds. No. 750. Unbelievable. No. It's like 4.20-ish in the morning, and neighbors must be thinking, what's going on if they're awake still? Someone could, like, 
if someone's coming around at 4 a.m. to a 20-year-old's house, it, <laughs> especially who's a student, it might look a bit dodgy. Yeah. Something maybe illegal could be going on. <laughs> I'm just trying to buy a bloody plastic guitar. Well, um, yeah. I went, fine, Seven, just can I have it now? So he, went, <laughs> he actually went and came back, and uh, the guitar doesn't work. Oh, jeez. Uh, the two of the, button, two of the buttons don't work. I said, did you know that they worked? He went, oh, yeah. They, they worked last time I used them. When did you last <laughs> use them? 2012? <laughs> yeah, what's All your right. problem? It works fine. So I spent today taking it apart and actually like fixing it. Does it work and, uh, yeah. That's the best I can give you for stories, I'm afraid. I'm no Stuart Fowler. Well, does I it work now, though? My new escapade with the shed, I'm afraid. Or, does um, it work now? Does your guitar work now? It does, it does. I can perform acoustic song live. Victory! If the story doesn't end with you returning and selling it to the smelly shop, it's not a proper That's story. Right. Well, I, I've had tons of like past issues with CEX and other smelly shops, and uh, I'll probably just do it on eBay to be honest, because I've bought and broken consoles from smelly shops before, and they haven't refunded me. So yeah, from the sounds, I'd, say, I'd suggest you try and sell it on Facebook. It sounds like there's a lot of mugs on there. Mm. <laughs> Zing. Well, the guitar works now after Yay. two hours of YouTube and Googling to fix a plastic guitar for one game. Awesome. Life I live. Yeah. All right, before we get into what you've been playing, I want to know, uh, E3 came and went. Obviously, that was our last show that we did. Are you sure you want to talk about it again, mate? Are you sure? I'm just going <laughs> to ask one question for y'all, and that yeah. is, uh, what was your biggest takeaway? What are you most excited about that was announced at E3? What's the one thing that you thought was most interesting about E3? Rob, go. Well, the main thing I always want from E3 is new games. Yeah. And as I kind of guessed, there wasn't really that many. Nope. Um, not much that we didn't already know about. But of the things that you got to see, more depth about or, you know. Um, that Ghost of Tsushima looked pretty good. All right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm curious about the FromSoft's new game. That It's a little bit different from their old stuff. Sorry, which one was that? I remember from Sonic. Um, I think it was. Yeah. Shadow, yeah, Shadows yeah, yeah. died twice or some yeah. bollocks. Could so it's good. like a sort of Dark Souls game, but more action-based. Right. But uh, less RPG. Yeah. And I'm always keen on this. Well, they're not really showing anything about it, but that Starfield from Bethesda. Yeah. The idea that they're going to do like a Skyrim Fallout type thing, but in a different universe. I'm so in it's space. A bit new, because I was getting a bit yeah. tired of the, certainly of the Fallout way of doing things. How well, it was good to have you on, Rob. I'm sorry you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love the type of games. It's just the fact that, I mean, because of the the way they're set, it's like it's, you're always using the same computers and like, the same robots and the same yeah, weapons. Yeah, that's and great. It's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with it, and they never need to evolve in any way. <laughs> Antonio, what's a uh, takeaway that you thought was really interesting about E3? A lot of sequels. Yeah. But eh, that's I guess that's industry. Uh something that was new. Uh Jump Force, but leave me alone. I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. I t- it took me a while because at first I thought that's just a really stupid name, and then I realized it's presumably to do with Shonen Jump. Yeah, because there's there's a series beforehand called Jump Stars, which you could argue is an even worse name. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it's just just it's just Smash for a, a manga comic book series thing that's all it is wait a minute that no was one will buy it from me and a few friends i guess but hicker no go was in that at one point shonen jump so are they gonna have like Sai? Uh, that'd be pretty cool if they had Sai from the hicker no go series playing go and like throwing ghost stones at you or something 
I mean, my my old main in Jade Stars Versus was a basketball playing character, so it is possible. Nice. It is possible. Sweet. Uh, Anything it, else it that stood fine. out? It was a fine E3. Yeah. The more it, like, it's a bit like with EGX for me. The first year was like, oh, I, I get to watch all this stuff live. And I just kind of lose interest year by year to this point where I was just bored during most of it. And I thought, I could be reading or going to the gym or just <laughs> or playing new, video having games a shower or something. Yeah. Something better than watching the EA or Square Enix conference. Pretty much. Don't believe the hype! It's a big, long hype train. All right, well, that was fun. Let's move into what we've been playing. What you been playing? We're going to do a round robin style like we do, and we'd like to say what up to Simmy Boy in the chat and anybody else who may be looking in on Mixer or YouTube. We stream every Sunday night at 9 p.m. British time. Uh, yeah, but I don't have the layover for the chat from YouTube or Mixer or any of those places, so I have no idea if there are people watching in through those venues. If you are, sorry, sucks to be you. We don't know who you are. And we're not paying attention to you. So, Anyway, Round Robin style. Rob, since your name is Rob and we go with Round Robin, um, what have you been playing? Um, well, to start by pointing out, certainly we have. I don't know if everyone else has been now stealing this whole Round Robin thing. Oh, yeah, huh? Why not? Yeah, it's a great thing to steal. Well, it just means that you don't have one person droning on for ages. Well, yeah, we do, but that's just because that's the way Stu works. But you know, I think I think I just started playing it last time I was on, but um, I finished off Mad Max. Oh yeah, I um, think you were it, playing it last time. Yeah, it it is a good game. Yeah, um, I don't think any of us stuck with it. I, I know that Stu played a little bit of it. I think Chinny played more than anybody, but I only got about a third of the way through. I think I played yeah, I think, two hours of it. I think I've had a similar reaction to most people where you still recognize it's it's a good game, but it's yeah. not just it's not the most interesting and it right. does get relatively repetitive. I mean the story but, in Mad Max to begin with is pretty straightforward. Oh, there's marauders yeah. trying to kill everybody, get away, and then in the most recent one go back and try to fight things. Well the storyline is pretty much always I need to get my shit back. Right. Um and that's mostly he t- tends to do other things around it, but that, that's effectively it yeah. um and yeah i mean for what for what it was i, th- I thought it was pretty good yeah. um didn't well, i was gonna say it didn't outstay its welcome but it possibly did a little bit how long would but, you say it took you to finish the whole thing i think it was probably like 40 hours or something mm. yeah so and and i mean there's all, all kinds of things dotted all over the map right um and like it's just like little dun- sort of dungeony areas or little yeah. sort of side things that you can go and do. And I kind of stopped doing them. Mm. I did all of the main missions and right. all of the other kind of stuff, but there was no real reason to do it. Like you level up your character and your car quite quickly. Yeah. Um. So like the kind of RPG element sort of finishes relatively early on. So almost like halfway, and then right. you're sort of just and mainlining the story for the rest of it. But don't you have like certain like hubs or places that you're like you have bunkers or something you can upgrade isn't that right yeah you can i I think i did all of those yeah but they weren't overly tricky right um and then once again they're all pretty much the same yeah as each other sure i I suppose it feels almost kind of like a ubisoft game or the standard open world game where you you're just basically doing the same kind of missions but in different places sure 
and I remember that, yeah, I remember it being, yeah, Ubisoft-ish in that you'd go and unlock a certain area, there's kind of like strongholds you got to assault, and then you can run around, drive around, and all that stuff. There's, there's even towers of sorts. Yeah. Well, hot air balloons. Right. Um, yeah, so if they made a sequel, would you think you'd play a sequel? Um, if it in the same way as this, because uh, I got this for free. Well, oh I got God. it as part of PS Plus. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably do the similar kind of thing. I mean, I I suppose they're almost are making a sequel, aren't they? Because they're doing uh, the people who made this are doing the uh, well, you presume the driving sections in Rage Two. Oh, I didn't realize that. Fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty much a- Avalanche. Okay. Huh. And are you excited about Rage Two? Is that something you're interested in? Not really. Okay. Did you play the first one? I no, I never did. Um, I mean, the developers that? also did uh, Just Cause. Oh. Okay. And there was a new one of them announced, although that looked almost identical yeah. to the old one, except yeah. with st- strong weather in it. It's it's which, weird. It, it's hard to imagine what you would do differently in a Just Cause game. Like, the whole idea of 3 was chain everything together, cause insane mayhem, blow up everything. What are you going to do differently for 4? Well, I mean, the three was exactly the same as two. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, it, I mean, I loved two, but yeah, three just was felt even more samey, just because it's not only the same as itself; it's the yeah. same as another game. Right. Um, and this, yeah, the fourth looks like it's going to be exactly the same again, but with yeah. some fancy weather effects, which they've more or less taken from Mad Max, because that has some quite <laughs> cool weather bits in it. Yeah. Like sandstorms. Awesome some things of that it just feels like yeah like the sandy open world apocalyptic scenario only has so much time on the earth before it has to change the thing i noticed about rage 2 was that and as i said this last week all the weird colors it felt like every time a different moment happened in that game you were changing a color scheme which is weird if you're in this desolate wasteland i think Mad well Max that did pres- a good job of- was that a complaint from the original because i can imagine with these kind of games usually everyone complains about it being just a big dirty brown game yeah of course uh, it seems like you gotta so find a balance there <laughs> they're just swinging yeah so they deliberately try and make <laughs> right. it look more way more colorful yeah exactly um all right anything else about mad max give it a thumbs up yeah thumbs up cool. not a bad game but it's not exactly gonna set the world alight. yeah all right over to antonio what you got for us uh rocket league rocket league <laughs> oh yeah I've been doing podcasts properly since 2015, and this has been a recurring thing every time. Yeah. It's always Rocket League at least sometime in the week, well, even sure. if it's just a match just between doing something. And, oh, that's the game that keeps on giving, man. Mwah, it is. I love it. Even though there's a summer event going on right now, which I, I don't know what's going on there. I never really pay attention to the events. I just come and have fun. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I don't know. It's just, I just, like, I love to mention it every week because I'm surprised I'm still playing it because normally play a game for a bit unless i get obsessed like overwatch and i have to drop it yeah and i just come back to this i it's on sale right now for the switch uh-huh. but i don't i would wouldn't even dare play us on the switch because the triggers i've got it right here the triggers are abhorrent on the joy cons mm. and the only reason i get this is to play it on the go saying that i was <laughs> all right so i don't really get annoyed much with e3 but the nintendo e3 really annoyed me because it was mostly smash okay and I, I, so this was like my big deliberating E3 because I got the Switch like quite early on. Yeah. I own four games. Two of them, uh, sorry, three of them are Mario. Right. So um, I just wanted something else. So what you're saying and is, you know, if they had a Mario car in Rocket League, you'd be all over it. Well, there are, there is, there's a Mario. Yeah, I would assume car. that there will be. Oh, there snap. Are, yeah, there are. How about that? But like, 
I'm still on the edge about selling this or not because I love taking this on the go when I'm traveling and stuff. I'm sure. But it's, if I'm playing something, it's normally an indie game. Yeah. And if I want an indie game, I'll just buy it on Steam because it'll be on, in, a, in a sale in a couple months. Well, and it seems like with the Switch, one of the most important things you're going to be able to do is hit pause and do the thing you need to do, whether it's you know finding your train ticket or you know whatever. And there is a Rocket massive League. appeal to even if you are just playing indie games because I mean that was what the Vita was. I mean, despite all of the promises when they first started out, there wasn't that many like proper PlayStation exclusives or anything. It was mostly indie games. And I played a lot of indie games that I did already own on the PC, on the Vita, and I much preferred them that way as well. That's um, on my Vita, I've only got like exclusives, and that's about it, really. That's the main reason I do get a console. Like, But then again, my main game on the Vita was a Hatsune Miku game, so maybe that says more about me than the console. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they're like rhythm games, if you don't know, uh, people. Um, that's what this needs. It needs a Hudson and Mika game, and I'll shut up. I'll be like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> um, but I do see the appeal. Like, I went to a university, like, meetup recently, and there was a bunch of people I don't know, but someone had a Switch, so I walked over and said, oh, do you want to link up and play a bit of Mario Kart? And it's great. Like, I do love the nice. console. Like, I was, when I, I remember when this first got announced, I was in a bar, and, um, queuing up with, like, some friends, and I was, like, the only one there that played games, so I was ecstatic, you know, in the line going, you could, like, take it apart, and what? And everyone was looking around me kind of confused why do you care about <laughs> what are you little tablet why do you care about a tablet we all have ipads yeah um but then i watched the big reveal where they showed off all the games and it was <laughs> that's just my main that's my review noise for the switch <laughs> it's just yeah would you would you be into a new pokemon game or something like that no not really but that, that's the thing so i always say like you know i i care about mario and zelda that's about it and people say why do you buy the switch I just wanted to try it and hope I'd like it. <laughs> well, yeah. Luckily, ARMS is all right, and I haven't bought that yet. So I do want to get ARMS. Have you played Breath of the Wild? Um, <laughs> so I bought a Wii U for that. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, because so I, bought, I, I can get a Wii U take this. very cheap. <laughs> oh, no. Get that and be like, yeah, that's about 100 quid. Awesome. Yeah. And instead of paying 300 plus for the Switch. But right. that's to, to stop the tangent in a second. The main issue with the Switch is the price of everything. Yeah. I put about yeah. £450 in, I think, including accessories and quality of life things such as the screen protector. A Switch dock sock. If you don't know what that is, it's literally <laughs> just a little bit of fabric so my screen doesn't get scratched when I put it in the dock because the wow. dock is on That's ship. Insane. It's right there. Yeah. Um, and I own four games. £450 right. and I own four games. <laughs> Two of them are... Sorry, one of them is a small indie game called Celeste, which yeah. is good, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just nothing great. But Rocket League, that's good. Then it positively. Rocket League's good as always. And Thinking about, I didn't watch the Nintendo conference. I'm assuming that they still didn't mention anything about a new Metroid. Yeah. No. But I read about that, and they basically said, we'd have nothing to show, so why would you tease you again? Which I was like, yeah, fair enough. You don't know how E3 works, do you, people? <laughs> Who cares? Did you see the Elder Scrolls Six reveal? Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fucking mountain and text. That's all you need, man. I get you excited, man? Come on. Um... So, Maybe, well, they could flip it and say, oh, you can actually go up the mountains now. Yeah. And then that'd right. be a big selling point. You could go up the mountains in Skyrim. What are you talking about? Anyway, yeah, but they just weren't necessarily off supposed the designated to. Path. <laughs> at the top of the uh, high Hrothgar. Uh, <laughs> just turn on no clipping mode. So, let me ask you this, Antonio. They're doing the summer event on Rocket League. They're giving away seashells, which you can then use for all sorts of things to redeem in the little trade sale. Have you gotten any decryptors? For crates? Duke, you've been playing me for years, well, like about <laughs> a year and a bit. I have the same car 
I know, but you could have other kinds of things to put on your I have the same crown from Season 1 and the same DLC car I got when I was on the massive Hyper Rocket League. Yeah. I don't care about cosmetics. That's why in Fortnite... Yeah, that's why in Fortnite I have like bare minimum. I don't care. Yeah, well, uh, it doesn't matter in Fortnite. It matters in Rocket League. <laughs> uh, you get these decryptors, which are like keys, except the stuff you get out of the crates, you can't trade it. So I really like it because it's uh, I don't know, it's kind of a neat way to get new stuff for me to use. Um, I keep hoping I'm gonna get a black market gold explosion, but I never do. All I ever get are the stupid fucking you know decals and stuff for the cars and i'm like i don't want these but i did get what did i get i got a new um banner with the little car with the smoke trail coming behind it i thought that was kind of cute i haven't really used it much but you know what i have a new thing if i ever want to use it so go figure they've got you good haven't they Jake? they've got me good but again they've got me good in the sense of i go right for the decryptors but now after the, i get everything that i want which isn't much because you also have you can get like a pineapple topper for your car you can get you know a couple other stupid things but then you keep accumulating these seashells and at a certain point there's nothing to use them for because you can keep getting crates if you want but nobody wants those crates there is a black market for Rocket League stuff, but nobody is looking for those crates. You don't it's, know how to use the seas, the seashells. Well, there's nothing to do with them. Little demolition man joke. Oh, the three seashells. I gotcha. That was a good one. I'm sorry that I missed so, it on that. That's. It's yeah. always funny when you have to explain. Well, it, yeah, that's it? the craziest way of doing <laughs> a joke. So now I have like 500 seashells and i'm doing nothing they ought to have one thing like i don't know it doesn't have to necessarily be a car but a special banner for people who have like a thousand seashells because you get like 10 seashells per game so it takes forever to accumulate lots of seashells but it's going to be going on for 15 more days and i'm going to be just accumulating shells the whole time so i'm like what am i supposed to do with all these shells what rank are you now because i pretty much only play when you're on yeah it's like it's so, late i got nothing to play so I am on what rank am I on? I am platinum three on standard mode and I am gold three on doubles. It's really weird, but I can't seem to get higher on doubles. I can't you know, and I've and I've been hanging out on platinum three for a while on standard. And when I got to platinum three a couple weeks ago I thought, okay, you know what? I've been slowly getting better. It seems like every season I go up you know, I reach a it's because it, it, rank, of course, is a strange attractor, not a fixed point, right? You oscillate around a certain part of the rank system rather than you don't have one rank. But so so I, I'm cautious not to say this is what rank I am. I oscillate in the standard mode between platinum three and you know platinum one. I'm kind of up and down in that area. But I've been pretty consistently at platinum three for a while now. And it seems like, therefore, Diamond is not out of the question. For a long time, I was like, I'm never getting beyond Platinum. But now I'm thinking, maybe I will at some point. That would be pretty cool. I'm so, like, Plat 1, I think, on standard. So I need to catch up to you, mate. Before you yeah. were catch up to me, I need to catch up to you now. I've put in, in ludicrous numbers of hours into this game. It's just pathetic. I should be I Diamond and then some by now. I, I only ever got one rank, because I never played rank <laughs> games. But then... Yeah. A mate of mine from work was was playing it, so it asked me to join in, 
and I'd not played it in ages. So I'd, we we just played ten matches. So I got a rank, and I think it was like gold two or something. Yeah, which mm-hmm. sounded pretty good. So I didn't want to keep on playing it just in case it realized I'm not <laughs> actually so that good. It's so funny. Like I play for fun. So I don't. And by the way, I'd like to thank you guys for being here because Stu and Chinny would never let me talk about Rocket League this much. Um. I don't play to get better at rank. So if I have my Rocketeer name tag on, God help me. Because everybody's like, oh, pathetic. You're a Rocketeer and you're only at gold three. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's just... Sorry about that, by the way. It's Yeah. (laughs) It's ridiculous because it's like, okay, and I've started to say it like this. Could a 90-year-old boxer lose to a 20-year-old boxer? The answer, of course, is yes, because it's not just about hours of experience you've got doing a thing. There's lots of other things. That's the film I want to see, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Rocky 19, that'll be awesome. So anyway, the point is, I I just, yeah, it's it's kind of weird because I, I spent, okay, so I got done with school last weekend, right? That was my first weekend of summer. So I had a week during which I tell myself, I'm going to do nothing. I have writing projects I want to do this summer, but I'm not starting them yet. I'm going to, you know, I got to do some housework. I'm going to start that tomorrow. So for the first week, it's just play games, relax, you know, recuperate from the school year, you know, take a week. And I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. I know. But I thought during that week, I would get a lot done with Shadow of War, which I have. And I'll be talking about that in a minute. But every time I sat down to play games, I was like, I'll just do one or two Rocket League games first. And the next thing I knew, like two hours passed. And I was like, damn it. Now I have to, you know, go do this other thing. So it was just really weird that the the, the allure it has for me, the pull. I don't quite know how to define it. It's just an anomaly to me because I don't like racing games or sports games. Yeah, me neither. Maybe that's why I love this game so much because it's such an anomaly to me. Yeah. As you were saying, Rob, sorry, before I rudely interrupted you. I just, uh, when you said it didn't know how to define it, I suggested addiction. Yeah. Mm. It, oh, yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, there's no other way to describe it for me. Have any of you ever been addicted to a video game, out of curiosity? What, how do you mean addicted? <laughs> I'd say, so I, this is how I attributed my addiction to Overwatch. I was playing six hours a day. No, I've never been that bad. <laughs> I've regularly played six hours a day. I finished <laughs> Witcher 3, I played everything, and I finished it in a month. Damn. Um, yeah. I tend to I tend to go deeper when I when I'm playing a game, yeah. but I think there's cer- certain games that I I when I where I think about them when I'm not playing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's been a few that did that things like Skyrim and Demon Souls. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a few games like that I think, but I'm I, I generally I'll play a game until I finished it and then I'll just leave it. I don't I don't I would don't even play a DLC. Yeah. So I I've probably never been totally addicted. One I did keep playing was bizarrely that Marvel Heroes sort of Diablo type clone thing. How about free to play one? I played that for quite a long time. Interesting. I think there was just wasn't anything else to play at the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, um, okay. So moving on, I'm going to talk a little bit about Shadow of War because I have been playing a lot of it, and it's really good. Uh, Let me pull up the video here. Yes, I have it. There it is. Booyah! Uh, YouTube, move up. Okay. Um, Shadow of War. Shadow of War, for those who don't know, is sequel to Shadow of Mordor. Uh, it's everything that Shadow of Mordor is, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. And the most interesting thing about this game is that it's trying to 
like I got to the point where the feature creep really sets in. Because in the first game, it's basically run around this area, kill some captains, move your way up with the story, and eventually you'll get to the people in charge of those captains, and you'll take them down, and that's the story. And eventually you find the final dude, and you beat him, and that's the game. In this game, and have either of y'all played this at all? I, I got it day one. one. I still haven't played it. Oh, wow. I, I felt like the first one had a sim- almost a similar thing towards Mad Max, whereby... The game itself, it was perfectly fine, but it wasn't yeah. massively interesting, but it's made much better by being part of that franchise. Right, right, definitely. And so what they did in this game was they wanted to add, they've basically added kind of like a sort of a strategy element because you have, basically you take over regions and you have to, in order to take over a region, you have to conquer a compound and in order to conquer a compound, you need to not just defeat captains, but you have to, I guess, enchant them, brainwash them, whatever you call it, uh, win them over to your side, basically. You get them to submit to the Bright Lord. And so your shadow buddy becomes their master, and you basically build an army to then take on the army that's overseeing this compound you're trying to take over. And so you have kind of a strategic element where you pay for the different um, upgrades for the guys that are going to march with you into battle. And it's interesting because you buy those using this Miriam currency, which you didn't use a whole lot of in the first game. But this game, it had it built in. So every time you beat an enemy of any kind, there's like a 1 in 10 chance he'll drop some Miriam or whatever. You just constantly pick it up. But it was supposed to be for the loot boxes. So you're supposed to be using that Miriam all the time. or whatever. I may not be saying the name of the currency right, but you know, there's this M currency you're getting all the time. And you're supposed to be using it all the time. But now that the loot crates are gone, you're j- I've got like 16,000 coins, but I have nothing to spend it on. So I'm supposed to be starting a, you know, waging a siege against this compound. And it's like, do you want to spend 100 coins on an upgrade for this? And I'm like, of course I do. Like, I would give that to a beggar in the game. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But in the meantime, so so that's the thing that, you know, in a way, and then once you get, so you have to take control points in the compounds, and then once you can take all the control points, then you can go into the courtyard in the center of the compound, and then you can have your boss fight. And the first time I did it, uh, it basically was over as soon as it started, because it went to a cutscene, and this guy, Ratbag, I don't know if y'all remember him from the first game, but he was basically a, a rat, a turncoat, a spy that worked with you. And he showed up. And he was like, oh, this compound is yours now. Okay, we'll work with you. Why not? Okay, it's great. And then the next compound I went to, there was a boss, proper boss fight. He's like, I've been waiting for you. And they're all from Blackpool or whatever. Uh, I've been waiting for... I probably have that accent wrong, but you can correct me in the <laughs> chat, people. And he goes... He's Yeah. He said, now I've, I'm ready for you to have the thing. We're going to have a proper fight now. And I was like, okay, great. Me and this really hard boss. Bring it. But it wasn't just me and him. There were like 30 other orcs in the room. And I think I was supposed to, like, you know, brainwash them and get them to fight with me. But as soon as I would try to start brainwashing one of them, it takes like three seconds to turn them. Or two or, you know, a couple seconds to turn them. And as soon as I started, I'd get hit in the back of the head with someone's arrow or something. Or the boss dude would jump on me and knock me down. 
So I was like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So that's kind of frustrating. But, in but is, general, it, is it fun though? Because I, I, so I'm not a fan of Middle Earth or that kind of thing. So when yeah. I bought this, I was really taking like a risk in a way because right. I'm not a fan of that stuff at all. But I was surprisingly in love with the game. Mainly the gameplay is yeah. that fine. Like I loved the combat. Oh yeah. For some reason the oh, climbing yeah. and the second person aspect. Oh yeah. It's is it still great. fine? The like, gameplay you know, is awesome. Like okay, the, it, the, cool. that's the why I got it. That's why I did 100% on the first one, and I'm gonna 100% this one because you, I there are a lot of games where you get stronger. There's a lot of games where you start off as a badass. No game has ever made me feel quite as badass as this game because it requires work. You have to develop the skills to parry at the right moment and to you know freeze this guy and jump over the other dude and watch out for you know people attacking you with arrows and then you have to hit space bar so the dude with the shield doesn't stab you but if you can get it going if you can get in the zone so to speak like it's so fluid it's so rewarding and i feel like i said like such a badass um i don't know that we need Gollum in every lord of the rings game because a few hours in it was like ah, masters i help you friend. i'm like really we really need him to show up again and, and, like, not just show up, but, like, he's there for a long... Like, he's, follow him here, do this quest with him. And I'm like, no, I don't want to follow Gollum around all day. How is the story? Because I remember in the first one, I thought that the one for, like, the Bright Lord character was actually kind of interesting, but the the story around, like, the main character that you're playing wasn't that great. Well, that's the thing. The, the first game, you need, it was a revenge quest, right? It was that thing from The Simpsons. Wait, I have the thing right here. Movies aren't stupid. They fill us with romance and hatred and revenge fantasies. So that was the whole story in the first game for the Ranger. Now that that's done, they introduce this other thing where you're in, I don't remember what city it is, but there's being attacked by orcs. And so you run into the main part of the city and they close the gates. And then they're all on about this like Palantir. It's, I looked it up. Apparently it's like a crystal ball. You can see the future, and you can see where people are doing things elsewhere. It's the thing that Saruman has, isn't it? I guess. I don't know. Ball thing. The bowling ball that he uses to talk with Sauron. Sure. Let's go with that. But it's <laughs> a, for the first part of the game, Act 1, apparently, it's all about getting that. And I was like, I don't know what this is. They don't show it to you until like most of the way through Act 1. So I, they were talking about it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. And, you know, somebody sold somebody out, and it's supposed to be this big, oh, my God, reveal. And meanwhile, I was like, I don't know. I don't care. There's this sexy spider queen at one point, and I'm like, really? Who? Like, how boring is this? She, she love, isn't it? Sure. That sounds right. So that, was the, that was the fairly controversial thing, because she was the giant spider in the films. Oh, okay. And they made her, they turned her into a sexy woman for uh, some yeah. reason. Uh, go imagine that. It's almost as though they're appealing to a bunch of sweaty guys for the market <laughs> for these games. Um, hey. But, funny you mentioned, <laughs> well, it's me too. Uh, funny you should mention the Shadow Dude. His story actually starts to get kind of interesting after Act 1 ends. Because he, he has the ability to defeat the Nazgul. And I've never seen anybody defeat the Nazgul. I remember... One of the games based on the movies, I don't know if it was Fellowship of the Ring or Two Towers, but when you came across the Nazgul, the the screen just said run. And it was all about just running away from them. So I thought that was pretty cool that your shadow dude can now defeat the Nazgul. Um, Yeah, there's a fucking tree spirit quest 
And it just feels like that's so, again, so overdone. There was one in Fallout 3. There's the fucking Spriggans in Skyrim. Like, there's so many tree spirit quests. Like, oh, nature is going to have its vengeance. Shut up. Just let me kill some orcs, could you please? Um, what are the things that I write down here? Yeah, there's these gems for upgrading your weapons, and at first they're real annoying. Eventually I get sort of understood what they were about. They're still kind of dumb, but at least they're not confusing anymore. Uh, at one point you're using, you had the option to at least, use your hammer as a ranged weapon, which just doesn't make as much sense. Like if you're, they have the thing in this game where you can jump up, and then sort of freeze time and shoot arrows from the air while you're frozen in the air. That's really cool. And again, it makes you feel like a badass. But when you're frozen in midair and you're throwing your hammer, it just doesn't feel the same, you know, level of awesomeness. Can I have Tell that to Thor. Yeah, exactly. Does he th- I didn't realize he threw his hammer. I oh, yeah. I thought he just banged it around. I haven't seen any of the Thor movies or any movies with him in it, so <laughs> I don't know. Um... The uh, shard rotation, yeah, there are these, speaking of Sholeb or whatever the hell her name is, the spider woman, she has these memories that you need to unlock. And in order to unlock them, you have these, like, collections of shards, and you have to rotate them in 360 degrees until you line them up in such a way that a picture emerges. And sometimes it's real easy, and sometimes it's a pain in the ass. So it's just, you know, I don't know. It's a mixed bag, I guess. A um, couple more things real quick. The flip side of being a total badass in this game is that when you get stomped, you feel like a pathetic loser. Because at certain points, it feels like you're invincible. It's just like, parry this, jump over that. Oh, no one can stop me. But then you come up against some enemies that are just like, <laughs> crush you. And then you're like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? I just suck at this game. And so one of the things I've had to do when playing it is modulate my sense of ego i suppose in terms of like i am unstoppable because the higher i go in that mindset the more painful it is when i get stomped and of course they have the nemesis system so that you know you can find out who it was that killed you and then hunt them down and you also have bodyguards which is pretty cool you can summon uh you know when you turn one of the captains to your side you can assign him to be your bodyguard and then whenever you need him you just summon him and he shows up and that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Your tree comment, your tree comment got me thinking. Is there a video about this? And there is top ten trees in video games. Oh yeah, huh? What's got the number thinking, one yeah. tree in video games? And a complete games? history of trees in video games as well. <laughs> oh wow. Which for some reason has a lot of use. Go. Just figure. got me thinking. Yeah. So this was the, this is the last thing I'll say about this uh, game because it was a pretty funny story. I was fighting this boss and. There's the th- same thing in the first game. Every once in a while, the boss will just stop and start talking to you, right, in order to sort of introduce himself. And so he did, and he goes, The necromancers have kept me alive for a thousand years, so I've never been able to rest, but you'll soon know what it means to suffer in the torment of death, and whatever. And I was like, well, when I kill him, at least he'll be able to rest. That'll be pretty cool. But then I realized, no, wait, I need to recruit him to my army. So I did. Okay. So (laughs) I summoned him, and he became my bodyguard. And this new chief that I was fighting grabbed my bodyguard and put his knife to the dude's throat. 
And he's like, he's going to start dying, but he wasn't dying because I'm supposed to go over and resuscitate him. Meanwhile, right as that happens, the dude who has been teaching me how this whole building an army thing works, he shows up and starts explaining, oh, I see you recruited another captain there. That's going to be useful for him. Like, dude is trying to bleed out because he wants to die. And meanwhile, you're talking about how I'm supposed to give orders to my army. It was just like five things happening all at the same time. And I just felt so weird about the stories that were being exposed to all of them. So craziness. That's all I have to say about Shadow of War. I'm about 30% done, I think, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. I will do 100%, I think. And yeah, big thumbs up on that one. Cool. Rob, what do you got? Um, I actually just finished it today, but I was playing Sultan Sanctuary. Oh, I don't it's, know anything um, about that game. Effectively, a 2D Dark Souls. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, and they did it really well as well. Um, generally, when they try and convert a game type to like a, a different genre, it doesn't tend to work. But this uh-huh. this worked really well. Cool. Um, it's quite a sort of relatively cartoony art style, actually. Anybody um, who would suppose. know who made it? Um, I think they're called Scar. I think they were previously did like the dishwasher games. Oh, okay. There's a few sort of references in there to to other stuff sure, from what sure. I understand. And I've yeah. never played them myself. Dishwasher um, good. Yeah, but I mean, controls-wise, um, it, it's all pretty tight. Mm-hmm. There's every now and again, you have like the odd platformy section, which isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because the main platforming section I had to do reminded me of one from Guacamole, oh. where there's like a lot of platforms with an on and off state right and so like at like one second a bunch of platforms will sh- show up and then the next second a whole different lot will show up yeah and so basically you have to jump to platforms that you can't see right and then keep on moving otherwise you'll drop and to your death mm-hmm. and that can get really frustrating well sure um but yeah in in general i really enjoyed this is is quite big considering what it is there's like a whole bunch of different bosses mm-hmm. i i actually started playing it um got to the first boss and it kept kicking my ass Oof. um it's actually what you the, the boss that you're actually looking at on the uh, stream at the moment yeah um and i almost gave up um and i basically decided to restart it and play as um like basically create a new character and right. make sure i leveled up quite a bit beforehand and before defeating that boss. Yeah. I then I kind of have a feeling I was probably over leveled throughout the rest of the most of the rest of the game because I could usually kill most of the bosses on my first go after that. Um but yeah. Really enjoyed this one actually. Cool. I don't and know if either of you two have ever played it. Probably not. I have I know of it. I don't think I'd ever heard of it before you mentioned it. Um Yeah it came it came out a while ago I think. Does it get annoying? Is a lot of black and white? Is that not frustrating or? Not really. It's not. Well, it's, it's not quite black and white, but it's yeah. it's quite dingy in the same way that a lot of those kind of Dark Soulsy type games are. Right. Um. There's it's, there's a certain sort of Metroidvania element to it, but mm-hmm. I suppose that's part of the Dark Souls games. But you you do get like certain extra powers as well. Right. Um. That help you sort of move around, so you can go back to other areas. The whole sort of world. You don't actually get a map. 
sort of like Dark Souls, but, but um, the whole world is completely joined up. Yeah. Um, quite often when you do like one section, you'll then open up a shortcut back to another section and all that kind of thing. Right. And there's various little sanctuaries around the um, the world that you can uh, use to, well, save and then teleport to different areas as well. Gotcha. Um, and I think, well, you, you get like tokens and, or other things that you can use to set things up so you can have like a blacksmith or a leader or um alchemist and things like that at your various different sanctuaries mm-hmm. and then it gets really nerdy and in-depth with like uh different creeds that you can have so you can like your character can follow different religions right. throughout and each one gives you various different benefits interesting but yeah I, certainly for like this kind of little metroidvania type game it certainly makes it a bit more interesting by adding the whole dark souls element to it yeah and um, i thought it worked pretty well cool Anything else you want to say about it? You got a review noise? Uh, not really. I'm, I, we discovered a while ago that I'm really bad at review noises. Yeah, me too. I, I never know exactly what to do. I think it's a, every time I've done one, Stu says, "Oh, that didn't sound very good." When after I've just been quite <laughs> glowing about it. Yeah, I felt like that was great. No, you're not good enough. <laughs> um, all right, Antonio, what do you got next? From black and white to stupidly colourful. I've been playing Fortnite. Don't leave. Don't. Don't stay cool uh yeah so i have a friend who goes away for work like 10 months out of the year normally and he's yeah. back right now and he doesn't put much money into games and he has an xbox one that he got at launch and doesn't really play anymore and i said oh Fortnite's free do you want to play it together and over time we've kind of just started playing that as our turn off the brain kind of catch up so instead of you know just doing a skype course and we just say oh do you want to play Fortnite?" so then we can just talk but it's all right as a game, but like we, what we do is we always go for the, the bits for the people and just grab guns and just go gung ho. Right. Because I find battle royale games very boring. Yes. Because yeah. my thing is like thirty minutes of running and two minutes of fighting. Yeah. So that's why if, if we see someone, even though they're, they're really stupidly in the distance, if we shoot the gun, they'll come towards us. So then we can keep the hammer fights. You could argue just play a different shooter, but I, I don't mind the building aspect to it. That's actually been quite fun to learn and make works of art. Have you contemplated yeah, just playing the normal mode then? Uh, we have we do play normal mode from time to time, but that's very rare. We just like jumping in and doing all the silly modes they do. Because that's what I like. They always have at least one different mode at a time, and they always switch out. So they had the Thanos thing quite recently, which is yeah, fine. Um, fifty versus fifty, five teams at twenty, or my favorite Blitz. Blitz is when you drop down; it's already shrinking, so it means everyone's constantly running. Or in our case. We just wait for people and let them come to us and gun them all down or get beaten by people who are half our age. The, the normal <laughs> um, uh, Fortnite game, is wasn't that supposed to be going free to play at some point? Yeah, it, there's rumours about that and stuff, and I'd be down for that because I've always been interested in the game before Battle Royale, but it's just, I'll wait for a good sale. But since um, Battle Royale became a thing, the price for Fortnite for some reason has gone up every time I try and buy it or like find it. I think they suggested that they like that they might even stop bothering with it because the uh, sort of battlegrounds I'm type sure thing is so popular that from, yeah. that's all anyone was interested in. Oh, I'm sure. Mm. And like, it's been so hard. I don't think I've ever seen a physical copy anywhere. And like, if I try and find it online, it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, well, that's what they did to, uh, was it Paragon? The other game that Epic did, which they cancelled to focus more on Fortnite? No, yeah. Paragon? I think it was. Um, it, it's fine. Like I, um, I, it came out on Switch recently, so I was like, oh, sick! I can go to my mate's house and play it in the same room. And the port's fine, apart from one thing, and that it's 30 FPS, which might sound a bit uh, FPS K 
counts. But the thing is, they added an update like four or five months ago now for the consoles, which makes it runs at a buttery smooth 60, like no issues whatsoever, minus, you know, maybe one or two things when there's, you know, the 100 people on screen. Right. And that'll do it. Unfortunately, the Switch version's 30, and going from 60 to 30, I find for this exact same game, is very jarring. Yeah. And it was instantly noticeable. And, um, sure. I don't like this. So I'm just waiting for them to add a 60 FPS patch. Then I'll go and play on the Switch. I don't know if it's coming out in the news, but there is the big issue with going or moving from PS4 to Switch. Yeah, I tried that and I actually kind of annoyed me. I was like, no. Oh. But then I thought, oh, wait, I don't have any cosmetics. Eh, whatever. I just made a new account. Because um, that's the thing. So there's, it's actually kind of a strategy. So me and my friends, we don't pay for the Battle Pass because what we're paying for a unicorn cool whatever um <laughs> but when people like people who are constantly you know dressed up and stuff they see someone like me and my friend wearing you know the normal stand outfit they go oh there'll be nothing and then when they come towards us they sometimes they actually tease us thinking, yeah. oh, look, you, you you didn't you didn't pay for something you don't have to pay for oh, look <laughs> at you and then we kill them and do the be- and what makes it even better is we do the standard emote that comes with the game because we love it yeah and uh, that we that always gets them annoyed because we also play on pc sometimes yeah but yeah yeah i doubt we'll play it for much longer but while we are yeah it's fine but i feel the battle royale craze is starting to die down at least it can't be dying down they've got it coming Uh, out for call of duty and everything i think you're right i mean i saw saw e3 and there was like no battle battle, uh ground games coming out was there uh, battlefield yeah. It will go the way of Guitar Hero, though. Just no saturation. Yeah. And I want—I oh, feel like that yeah. cycle is moving more quickly now. You know, like mm. battle royale games well, have been out for almost about a year, right? A I mean, this this game is a highlight of that because when it first came out, it was a survival game. Yeah. So it was following that trend, right. and then it switched to be following the battle royale trend. Yeah, sure. And that's—it seems like that's what developers have to do is they have to be adaptive that way in order to be able to make a game one thing and then suddenly make it something else. I don't know, I think there's, there's generally only enough room for, like, a couple, and it's usually, like, the first ones that come out. And the right. problem is, after that, it's like, everyone's played it. Or like, why would you sure. play the other versions right. of it when it? you've already played well, what, or you're still playing yeah, exactly. the Fortnite or PUBG? And it's so like, it's, um, the Wildlands game that I played, how are you going to make this crafting game different from all the other crafting games? Yeah, it's what, what I mean, it's pretty much why Lawbreakers went end up going under rather than yeah. carrying on with the one that they tried to create. Sure. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Cause I, I've seen nothing positive about um, Battlefield Five and card getting a Royale mode. I've seen nothing but negative stuff or indifference. Well, I mean, COD is mostly people complaining about the fact that they had to drop off the single player to do Battle <laughs> to um, Battle Royale, and that yeah. Um, yeah, and Battlefield Five is mostly piss babies crying about how to play a woman. <laughs> Pretty much. It's the internet. Though you can find something to complain about if you try hard enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're having to try that out. No, they are not. I don't know. I don't care about either of this series, really. Apart from the zombies, and even then, bleh, I'm not going to buy <laughs> yeah. it. But that was Fortnite. All right. Nothing else to say about Fortnite. I've, I'm playing after this with a friend, so there well, you go. Right. There's something. Go get them. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Uh, no, I'm all out. Rob, you got anything else? No, I'm done. Antonio, oh, any shit. other games? Yeah, I do. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's all you now. It's all oh, Antonio. Ugh, I've been waiting for this moment now. Yeah. Um, so I've been work. So I if you don't know me. What I like working stew? on films, video. Sorry. You are the new stew. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so I was playing Gears of War 4 right now. Um, <laughs> so I've been wor- I'm working on this documentary about the Xbox One stuff in tangent with someone at Microsoft that I'm really excited about. And um, so that means I'm playing all of Xbox One exclusives. And you could be saying, there isn't many. And you'd be right. So, yeah. Um, I'll go through them one by one in order of me playing them. Gears of War 4. Yes. Uh, super lucky to tell. No, I got nothing to say about Gears. It's just, you know, a couple of refinements. Yeah. It looks lovely, I will say that, but I'm tired of playing dark games constantly. That's why Fortnite, in a weird way, was a nice breath of fresh air. Because, mm. you know, all these battle royale games I see are dark, desolate, and trying to be serious. Right. Or orange in PUBG's case. And at least Fortnite has color. Yeah. It has, I can look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. But it was the thing that Jim Sterling said about them, the fact that like uh, when put the was it Blue Hole started suing everyone because they claim they own the right to PUBG. So the problem with PUBG is it doesn't really have an, an art style. Mm. It's sort of a lot of Unity assets sort of tweaked a bit. Mm. Um, so it looks like a lot of other stuff, whereas Fortnite actually created an art style. Yeah. It looks different. Well, and that looks was not like the main thing yeah. that brought me to it. Yeah. Yeah, but nah. uh, speaking of art style that drew me to it I've been playing Super Lucky's Tale now um, Lucky's when I told Tale. people it's a platforming game um, when I told people that this was one of my my biggest surprise of EGX 2017 I kind of got pity laughs um, probably from me I, you were one of them actually yeah yeah I played it because <laughs> um, I sat down expecting nothing and it's nothing spectacular it won't rock your world but considering I'm not a big platforming guy. I found this enjoyable. But that's really all I can say. And that's the big trend I found with a lot of these exclusive games. They're just, eh, too, not too bad. Like Quantum Break. Anyone remember that? Dude, Quantum Break. Ah, Mm -hmm. I like that. Quantum Break. That's a good game. I'm pretty sure he he didn't like it. No, he didn't. But he wanted to. And I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it's just fine. There's some interesting things about it, but nothing you haven't seen other games. Like even like Time Split, for example, uses time better. I feel. Yeah. Um, but I also saw this in a different light because I, you know, want to be in the film industry more so than I am now. So there was the TV aspect to it. Yeah. And the TV aspect to it is fine. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> like you, that game wanted to be in the film industry more than it is now. <laughs> Look, we can't yeah. make a TV show, but we can make a game that's basically like a TV show. I think the I think the problem is they're kind of hamstrung because they announced all of that and then kind of Microsoft dropped a lot of it before it then came out. Mm. So I, I get the feeling the game wasn't or didn't end up being what it was supposed to be. Yeah, it reminds me it's of probably Scalebound. A, probably a bit of a shame. Anyone remember, anyone remember Scalebound? That quite not cool looking dragon game that was cancelled yeah. on Xbox? <sighs> Oh well. Um, and in terms of a TV show, it's fine. I instantly noticed that they were heavily funded by Nissan because any car of interest was a Nissan. <laughs> and after that TV episode finished, the the second chapter started with you getting out of a Nissan. There was a Nissan to the side, and there was two Nissan billboards behind me. Huh, I have a weird urge to go and buy a car now of some variety. <laughs> yeah. um, but don't as a talk TV about show, Nissan, man. I have a Nissan Leaf. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, so yeah, I need to have like a loyalty to the company for some reason. I, mean, I love this game, I guess. Um, but as a TV show, the shot composition is quite nice. There was some good use of lighting. There's some nice references to Alan Wake. Yeah. Actually, ain't too bad. But it's definitely a low-budget TV show. And it showed at times, especially with visual effects. But whatever. 
I've, I've heard people talking about like the quality of like I mean you can generally get away with thing, things like that anyway if you especially if you're doing sci-fi stuff but I've not heard too many people talking about the actual story itself did it have a decent story <sighs> time is breaking <laughs> you have to fix That's it right really. yeah there was one weird bit so I, this is the only kind of bit that made me interested to keep going even slightly was that um you know most games want to give you a big choice but for some reason they they make you play as the antagonist and then give you the choice and one of them was obviously like what i would do is it was basically take out everyone who knows you're a bad person but every but people turn against you or do a pr campaign to make everyone turn against the hero quote unquote i'm guessing because it might be different i don't know and i was trying to think do i purposely sabotage myself or do I do what I would do? And I was like googling it and stuff, and people just acknowledged it as if it's a normal choice in the game. Huh. Which, I don't know, maybe confused, and I don't really care that much, sadly. And moving on from that, recall. Okay, that's supposed to be much better now, isn't it? I know it got a bit of a kick in at first, but I thought they were supposed to have resolved a lot of the problems. The only problem I acknowledged when I first gave it shot, shot when it came out was frame rate issues and stuff, which has been fixed. It runs lovely now. Um, but it's just kind of boring. Yeah, that's what I can see the potential, especially with the gunplay and the movement. Yeah. I can definitely see potential. But it's you want to talk about Mad Max, you know, the desolate world. It's just all mm. sand. Yeah, I don't like beaches. I'm not going to spend a, you know <laughs> hours a day in a game about it. <laughs> but the mechanics of the game, the fighting and stuff, it wasn't enough to overcome that. That's all fine, but. Yeah. I, there's got to be more than just one part of the game, which right. is nice. And right, sure. the story isn't blah, yeah. something about going to a different world to start a new life or something. I right. don't know. There's, I like the mechanic of having different robots and having them, you know, you need yeah. to use this robot for that, this robot right, for right. that. But I didn't play enough to really get more than the first one. Right. I presume that's how, because it's supposed to be like Metroidvania type thing. So I'm assuming yeah. that's how they deal with it. So different robots allow you to get through different areas you can't get mm. into this right part of the world and i felt like because they had a demo for this on the xbox or the pc windows store i think mm-hmm. so i played it and like by the time it ended it was a time demo and by the time i got through the hour or whatever it was i felt like all right i've seen how this game works i like the mechanics it's fun but i don't like it enough and i don't think it's going to be rewarding enough to actually buy it right now like if they have it on sale for five dollars at some point i might play it i don't know that's the thing i bought all of these games that i get doing for this like little documentary thing for under a fiver right so i suppose nowadays you could do game pass couldn't you that's the thing that's pretty much the only big saving grace for me with xbox is the game pass i love that initiative and it's surprising no one did it fast enough yeah mm. just netflix think- for games sounds you know it's- simple as hell doing well i think there's even a, a sort of rumors that sony might be sort of joining tech and adding a download option to ps now mm. and i'd be down for that like i'd yeah. pay for that i mean i i was a bit cheeky with um egx and i made a, a mission to get as many xbox game pass codes as i could from the people handing them out and i got nine <laughs> so um i'd I'll be paying it for a long time um but once i once i've used all these up i will pay for it because i like the uh, thing a lot like i have a friend who recently got Xbox One after getting rid of his PS4 because he's played all the exclusive. He's like, I'll see what's on Xbox side. I said, just play Game Pass. Just get, get Game Pass. You can pretty much get anything you want since, you know, all Microsoft first party games are going to there, like right. Forza Horizon 4 and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah that saves are, me a lot all, of money. Are all the old ones on there as well then? 
they're slowly trickling them in. Like uh, the one I was waiting for the longest, Disneyland Adventures. God, has finally come to there. But other ones like um, I don't know, State of Decay 2 is on there, which I, you know, was made me happiest because I love State of Decay. Um, there are most of them are there. Finger of an Xbox exclusive like Gears, like the entire Gear series there, the entire Halo series is there. So um, I mean, things like Quantum Break would be kind of interesting, and also um, was it was it Sunset Overdrive? Sunset Overdrive's on there. Um, Quantum Break isn't yet, but it will be in time because I think they they do it monthly, adding games on there. So I'm give it a month or so, and then they'll pretty much have everything on there. I think they're not. From what I understood, they're not removing the exclusives either. No, no, it's just um, the third party ones. Like Metal Gear Solid Five was on there for a month. Mm-hmm. so i'm guessing konami wanted a nice little chunk of change for having it on there but that's the thing the games do cycle so i'm not Presum- trying to be a microsoft shield here but they do cycle presumably once you've downloaded it um you, you've pretty much got it even if when they take it off that is a very good question i'd like to test that out because i think you know like, there was, next time that happens i will test that out i mean they can't force that delete it from your machine can they so I'm a, i would assume that that's that's what they're doing I tried, well, when my Game Pass ran out and I tried to do another code uh, for State of Decay 2, it said this was an Xbox Game Pass download and you didn't have it anymore. So I'm guessing that's what they'll do. That's my mm-hmm. guess. Um, and the one that hurt me the most of all of these, like, Xbox either timed or console exclusives was Dead Rising 4. Hmm, yeah. So I love Dead Rising 1. Even for its issues, I am a big fan of it. And, um... When A3 2016 happened, I was so happy I was doing stuff in my pants that maybe a man shouldn't. Because Frank <laughs> is back, they're going back to Willamette. I was like, lovely. But uh, if you really want to hear me rant, listen to like Yap 31 or something, to, not to plug my own shit. But I know it's Yap plug it. Um, but this game, uh, it crushed me as a Dead Rising fan. And like people have been asking me on Twitter and stuff, do you want a fifth one? If this is the quality, no. At least yeah. that Dead Rising one. Because oh, there are so many issues with this game. The one thing is there is lots of zombies on screen now, more yeah. so than ever. Like GG on that, tons of zombies, lovely. Everything really around it though is not the same or worse. And I won't go into it all now, but to cut it very short, uh, Frank, I loved him, and now he's just an arrogant, annoying action hero. Yeah, um, the camera options have been quite. They've been improved, but in a weird way. Like, all I'll just say is there's a selfie option now. Selfie option? That's what all professional photographers do, isn't it? I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not in the, film. I'm not in the photography business. Um, <laughs> characters are playing as a sheet. And again, you know, Dead Rising was never known for its character development, but they were kind of cringingly funny at times. Yeah. But this is just plain boring. Mm. Um, the zombies are not a threat at all. Um, and the one, f- and there was very little content, and it was very poorly optimized when it first came out. And they had a difficulty settings to end this off. And I thought, oh, I'll play it on hard because Dead Rising games are normally quite easy. Yeah. But all they added was the amount of damage you take. Mm. And so I'd be walking along, get a little scratch, and I've lost half my health. Well, and I thought, oh, I'll change the difficulty setting. Yeah. You can. Well, once you start, that's uh, it. And I did a mission where I'll give them this. They added something called exosuits. And it basically just means you can pick up heavy shit. Yeah. Like, for example, you see a parking meter, you can pick it up and a bit of the ground and use it as a weapon, <laughs> which is a nice idea in, in theory. Yeah. Um, but when uh, the human enemies could, uh, could use it and the zombie enemies at a point could use it, ugh, mm. um, it kind of got overwhelming. And there was a boss battle involving someone in that exosuit. 
it starts off just her awesome you know you can you can take her out but then wave two more comes out and wave three you're surrounded and with a heightened difficulty curve already from my hard difficulty setting i was stuck on it for a good hour i think and that was the moment where i stopped playing yeah i was too soul crushed and too annoyed sure um Anyway, two more games very quickly. Sorry, um, before Honor. you do, hang on, before you do, Antonio, we just had a message in the chat for stream, uh, Twitch that said, Veteran Gamer says, yo! Now, that's not me, so I don't know huh? who that is. If there's Stu or Chinny looking in. What's up, guys? If y'all are watching, how so you doing? hacked. Or maybe we've been hacked. I don't know. That's a pretty boring is, thing to do if you've hacked. If it is you, Chin, I loved your costume. Yeah, it was very sexy. Was. All right, Antonio, you have two more games. Go ahead. Also, Jen, I hope you're wearing pants for that. Just saying. Um, oh, yeah. For Honor was free on the Ubisoft store, so I finally got to play that because I've never played it. Sorry, what is it? For Honor. Oh, right. The Sword and the Samurai and the Knights yeah. game and shit. When they released at the beginning of the year and everyone forgot about it. Yeah, including me. Um, it's good. I'm surprised it went over my head. I really enjoy it. It's basically... It's, just a, it's a fighting game, but the combat system is basically... Three directions, up, kind of left, and kind of right, and you either power your attack doing one of those three combinations. And I really like the system, because uh, it makes each one-on-one battle really tense. And, like, especially if you have a two-on-one and you win, you feel like you're a god, taking yeah. on two people at once, deflecting and attacking and being tactical. And I will say this as well, it's beautifully optimized on PC. Like, my PC is, like, mid-range, I'd say. Yeah. And I'm running this at 1080 uh, epic flawlessly. Cool. So I'm really surprised it went over my head. With the three options, does that make every fight kind of turn into, like, rock, paper, scissors? If you were being very simple, yes, but there are light, heavy, there, are, there is am, um, guard breakers, <laughs> guard breakers, froze. So you can be more complex and just, I'll go up, you go down. Um, but, yeah, especially for me when I first started, it was just rock, paper, scissors for one-on-one matches. Um, but you can be more tactical with it, and I've, I even more of the player that likes to throw people into walls and then capitalize off that, or put someone in the corner either by force or dodging and then go from there but so there's a good baby. bit of strategy in this game make sure you don't you put never baby, put in, baby the in the corner ah dirty dancing zing um but yeah i'm really surprised when i have my head and it was the standard edition so there's all this apparently there's lots of dlc and stuff don't really care because are I, you playing the mission the campaign or are you doing all online stuff um both i'm mixing it up and the story's there whatever yeah. um but it was a good way to, it was, i always see uh, story modes for these kind of games tutorials yeah. to then go to the multiplayer right for and these kind of games the, anyway the um in this case it was a really good one i learned everything i need to do right. and the multiplayer is good fun it's still got a good community cool i'm guessing that's because it's free right uh, right now that's why oh. they did it and yes, finally three different stories because i know there's like three different factions so actually um, there was a campaign for each i'm only like an hour into the story Oh. But um, I'd assume so. But I'm it hasn't very switched POV then. It hasn't switched POV, Antonio? Sorry? It hasn't switched POV on you? I think it does swap between them because there are three factions. I think it does go between them. Yeah. So presumably um, it didn't give you a choice at any point? Um, at the, st- so the story doesn't, but at the start I picked Samurai because okay. I like Samurais. And that, cool. that's one thing I noticed. There's quite a few Samurai games this year at EGX. Yeah, like, EGX, hello. At E3, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Um, neither am I. Like I, I got Neo over here, which I still need to play. I'm very excited oh, that's great. over um, my two months being at home. And finally, Mario Odyssey. Um, I didn't play this for ages. Like I played it pretty much entirely in one sitting, which is very unhealthy. Don't do that. Um, 
and then I just didn't play it for months. And it turns out, like most Mario games, there's a quite big after game. Yeah. And there's, I won't spoil it, but if you haven't played it, because people are still picking about Nintendo game spoilers. Um, but there are multiple other worlds when you beat the, quote, final world. Uh -huh. And I did the final, final world, and it was a fantastic challenge. It pretty much tests you on everything you've done so far in one go with no checkpoints. Wow. And I found it a great challenge. And um, I'm, no, I'm not a big Mario guy. I like Sunshine. Cool. Um, and this fit my itch for Sunshine and... I, it's my favorite Mario game. I love Cappy, I love the controls, and I love the look in the soundtrack as well. I think it's a pretty near-perfect game. In I many actually ways. played this too. I was killing time while I waited for some blood tests to come back from the doctor because we had to do this stupid checkup thing for my insurance at work. And mm -hmm. I was in Target, and they had a Switch. And at first, I, and I'll, you know, here are the games that are available on the Switch. And I was like, I don't want to play any of these. I've already played this. And then I had Rocket League, and I'm like, oh, Rocket League? <laughs> but it was it was just like, here's a little trailer for Rocket League. You couldn't actually play it. And I was like, ah, piece of shit. And I realized the word demo was above each of the ones you could actually play. So I was like, okay. So I played a little bit of Mario Odyssey. And you're right, it's very good. Um, it was a very short mission. It was some sort of desert area i don't know at one point i went into a three a 2d world you, you're going up a tower or something and you have to jump over the little bullets being shot at you uh, it's been ages since i've played a mario game so i have no idea what any of these things are called but um, they very rarely go wrong with a mario game yeah. i mean he's very protected and quite rightly so i suppose it's so cartoony i was like hard it was hard for me to adjust the camera where i wanted it to be and all that but i realized that was just me it's nothing to do with the game so yeah i think it's well done anything else you want to say about mario odyssey antonio um i don't think so because in the chat he's just said he's gone for a week okay well then i will say that i actually played two <laughs> other games that i totally forgot about one was snipper clips which was supposed to oh, be yeah. a, a killer app for the switch and it's so not it took me like 15 minutes to figure out how to beat the first puzzle. I felt so stupid <laughs> because, you know, you have to... First of all, it's not really meant to be played solo. You're supposed to have two people. And yeah, I was going to say. I yeah, was so, too. you know, you have to put one person in a position, and then you switch over to the other person. You move them over, and then you put them in position, and you put the other one where he needs to be. And then, like, when you hit clip, I was clipping the wrong one, so I had to undo it and then move them around again, and it just... It was a nightmare. I, by the end of it, I was like, ugh, this is driving me crazy. But maybe I just didn't play it right. But anyway, I, I can't give a thumbs up to Snipper Clips because it just felt boring. Um, and then the other one that I played was recommended to me by Black Eyed Boy. What's up? And it's called Path Picks. Now, apparently, there's like 100 different versions of this. So let me get one of them up on the screen, and I can show you what I'm talking about. As you all know, if you listen to this show regularly, I am obsessed with a game called Flow, which is a mobile game. It's on the iOS. There's one called Flow Free. I paid like $3 to unlock everything in it, which unlocks like 500 levels. Um, and that person made Path Picks, which is a game that's sort of similar, but it's also sort of not. And the way Path Picks works is you have... A bunch of circles on the board, and you are supposed to, 
like if it says two, there's a two and a two, and you drag from the one two to the other two, and you've covered two blocks. If there's a three, there's a space in between them, and you cover three blocks, and so on and so on and so on. And you have to sometimes make little curvy designs, and by the end of it, if you've done it right, you open up a picture, and it shows you this picture that you have created by dragging around these different elements. It's weird. Um, I appreciate the recommendation, Black Eyed Boy. I, I don't think I'm going to ever buy this because it doesn't have the same, you know, I, I like flow because it has a certain zen quality to it. At a certain point, I don't even have to think about it. I can just sort of go through the motions of zoop, zoop, zoop. And I don't feel like this game has that same fluidity to it. So I appreciate it. It's interesting, certainly, but it's not nearly the same kind of awesome game that I found uh, in Flow. So I quite like the look of this, actually. It's funky. It's worth playing. And, you know, there's things about it I like, but I just, in general, it's not quite what I wanted from a game. So You know, I know my wife really liked Flow, so yeah. she, might, she might like playing like I'm looking at this. You never know. Okay, so that's all the games. Uh, let's talk about a little bit of gaming news. Putting news first. And now I can stop trying to pull up game let's plays for the stream. <sighs> Catch my breath. All right, have there been also, any... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, don't worry, Antonio. We totally hid the fact that you went for Piss. Yeah, we didn't oh, talk thank you, about thank it you. on the stream. You're welcome. <laughs> so, oh, I look forward to listening back and hearing how you come. Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone, always, I'm sorry, I'm on this weird diet and I drink like 12 liters of water a day pretty much. Dude. And I, I went for a tactical piss just to be safe, but no, just came out like a rocket. Brilliant. Yeah. On the bright um, side, I sprinted like a silly looking, silly looking fool in my house really quickly to do it. So, uh, yeah. Well, Hope the neighbors enjoyed that. Well, there's nobody around. <laughs> you could just pee into a bucket and who's going to care? I did look around actually. And, uh, there was nothing big enough. <laughs> Don't to hold this. pee into a bucket. Welcome. That's what that's what this episode should be called, Stu. <laughs> pee into a bucket. Um, the first thing that I have is not actually gaming related, but it is something that keeps pissing me off. Millie that Bobby pissing. Brown, the girl who plays Eleven on Stranger Things, apparently mm-hmm. she's been driven off of Twitter. Is that her? Yeah. Or her as well, because I know there was her the well. um, there was the girl from. The most recent Star Wars film Kelly got Marie Tran. Off of Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it sucks because it's like this. Apparently, somebody started making memes about her attacking them in the airport. Like you're supposed to. She. I saw Millie Bobby Brown in the airport ask for a pick, and she said, "Only if you remove the hijab." And I said, "It's my faith." And she aggressively pulled it off my head and stamped on it. And like it, it's so clear that she didn't do that. But people were just trolling her, claiming that she's racist, claiming that she's homophobic. And so it became this hashtag, take down Millie Bobby Brown, and apparently it's been successful. And it just drives me crazy because it's the toxicity of, you know, the things we see in Rocket League and elsewhere, Overwatch, I'm sure. But taken to this ridiculous extreme for no reason. At least in Rocket League, it kind of makes sense to me because you're mad because you lost the game. Okay. But in this, you, why are you mad at this girl? She's doing a great job on a TV show. What are you being an asshole about? So it's just just a check. She's she's fourteen. Yeah. She really 
yeah, it's fucking bullshit. It's just it? ridiculous. It's like, well, who are you to go after this person? It's like people are so desperate to get noticed online, they're just going to make a name for themselves by trying to rip into someone who's famous. And it's just like, oh, what the heck? So anyway, um, you mentioned someone mentioned earlier that there's a controversy on Fortnite, and I had uh, something yes. on Polygon here about that. Uh, Sony's response to Fortnite controversy is embarrassing, or controversy, as I should say. So what's going on? What's the controversy? Should I say it since I'm the Fortnite guy apparently here? Go ahead. Go for it. So if you have, so basically, to do crossplay with Fortnite, you need an Epic Games account. So I've played on my PC, and I play with PS4 friends, and I linked that account to the PS4. And when the Switch version came, I went, "Oh, sick! I'll transfer that account across." Just, you know, why not? I like to keep the same name. Yeah, of course. Uh, but you cannot. So as soon as your account touches a PlayStation, it's nothing. So you can't transfer anything you bought if you paid for any cosmetics. And uh, yeah, so a lot of people are annoyed about that because many people play on the PS4 and then also have a Switch. And like, oh, sick, I'll transfer it across. I'll keep my lovely looking costumes. But no, you can't. Ah. So I'm I'm presuming So I'm presuming you can't do it from PlayStation to anything. No. So I went um, from PC to PlayStation. Yeah. So I mean, that's thing. I'm presumably you could previously go from PC to PlayStation. I'm guessing also if where this is talking about, you could probably go from Xbox to PlayStation as well. But you could never go from PlayStation to anything else. Mm. It's basically yeah, just I mean, transferring your account across to somewhere else. That's to play what Polygon says. Account. Yeah. Sony never warned players they could be locked out of using their accounts on future consoles due, due to playing Fortnite on the PlayStation Four. After the discovery, the company's social media account was bombarded with complaints about the situation. Quote, accent. What accent should I use? Got to keep American. it alive with Chinny. <laughs> I'll do a, the Dutch accent since they're in the, uh, Amsterdam. Um, I don't know what a Dutch accent sounds like. We're always open to hearing what the PlayStation community is interested in with enhance their gaming experience. Sony said in a statement to the BBC, with more than 80 million monthly active users on PlayStation Network, we've built a huge community of gamers who can play together on Fortnite and all online titles. What's missing so far is any acknowledgement of the issue itself or even a hint that Sony's working to improve the account lockout situation for its angry players. Later on, the statement reads like a tactic with Sony helping to avoid admitting there's a problem long enough for things to calm down and players to forget why they're so upset. Which is the flip side of the mass mob mentality online is that they're often quickly diverted to other things. So that yeah, might be the I'm sure they'll get distracted going off to harass a teenage actress. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, this should, I sort of feel like this shouldn't have anything to do with Sony. Like, how have they managed to stick themselves in this? It's a good question. It's like, it's it's a Fortnite account. It should just be to do with that. So, yeah, somehow they've managed to get out of this. Yeah, it's, it's it is bullshit. What people, some people that I know are saying, it's just like they don't really need to because like they they were open to it in the past. Like I remember Portal Two was crossplay, I believe, with PC and PS3. I remember rightly. Uh, don't think so. That's what the person said. I should have, check this. There have been there have been certain games. I know. Well, it, it's almost always like whoever's the market leader at the time turn like turns their nose up at it. Because it was yeah. like uh, Xbox didn't get um, Final Fantasy fourteen because they weren't willing to do cross platform. Hmm. Um, Apparently, that was true it, on Minecraft too. Yeah, but so it's whereas now, yeah, Sony just aren't going. For 
I mean, annoyingly, like whenever you're pointed out, or whenever anyone's pointed out, they always sort of crow about how they they do do multi-platform stuff for the PC, but saying yeah, but you don't do it for all the other stuff, which everyone else does. So it's 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 just bullshit, especially when they're going around saying for the players. Yeah. And this is clearly not for the players, it's for themselves. <laughs> for the shareholders. I mean the players. Yeah. Porto is cross-player, I just double-checked it. was just, just for reference. Alright, I thought it was with... I knew it was with the PC, I think, but I didn't know if it was, was with the Xbox. Uh, oh, no, no, Xbox, no. I thought you said that. It's well, cross-player PC, Mac, Linux, and PS3. Yeah. But no, you are right. Like It's just, you know, whoever's big up top doesn't really need to care. Yeah. Mm. Meh, then, no, okay. then, don't bother me. And then they almost always get arrogant and fuck up their next console because they think they can tell people what they want rather than actually making something for the people. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but like, it didn't bother me too much, but that's because I, you know, hadn't put a single penny into this game. But for people I know who, you know, bought the Battle Pass, which you can get like a basic one for four quid, or you can pay more for for more shit, whatever. But I, yeah, I'd be a bit annoyed if I wanted to transfer it across. But this is a rare case, to be fair, because many games that play online aren't cross-play. So I, I'm grateful enough already that I can play PC and PS4 the same account, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, obviously, Fortnite is quite the money spinner, so there's clearly a lot of people have spent money on it. I mean, it's sort of almost weird that it's only really come out now. I suppose it's because, obviously, with Fortnite coming out on the Switch at a different time, it's more likely people are going to be moving accounts. Mm. Hey, yeah. Rob. Hey, Rob. Yep. You know how you were asking about how is Just Cause 4 going to be different? Well, guess what I just found an article about? Just Cause 4 director explains how to make explosive barrels feel fresh. Uh, let's see. Are they going to make them red? <laughs> Polygon spoke to Avalanche Studios game director Francesco Antolini. And I think I know which accent I'm going to use. Italian here. accent, please. So the question is, with Just Cause 3... Here, I'll do the Polygon reporter. With Just Cause 3, it felt like the heart of the franchise. These giant open worlds where so much is destructible was already running up against the available power of this generation of consoles. It had a bit of a rough launch. What lessons or takeaways from that experience have informed the making of Just Cause 4? That we needed a better engine, for example? <laughs> That's what we've done. We've built a new engine from scratch. It was really a decision at that point at a company level. So you've seen her age too, and these games have been possible thanks to Apex. We really did not want to repeat the same mistake we did with Just Cause 3, which was trying to pack too much with not enough of a solid technical infrastructure. Blah, 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 blah. Just Cause 4 is so much more than Just Cause 3, and I don't hide that a bigger part of the inspiration was also to get back some of the elements from Just Cause 2 that made it so interesting. First and foremost, variety, right? Just Cause 3 had a very, very nice landscape. It was inspired by the Mediterranean and Tuscan landscape, just like my grandmama used to have. I didn't actually say that last part. But then it could be a little monotonous. After five, six hours of playing, you kind of run out of new things to see. You don't say... So we step back to South America, blah, 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 blah. Multiplayer, no one cares. Uh, an absurd amount of destruction. Uh, is that a thing you wanted to pull back from? No, there's actually a variety of considerations that go into the way the model of destruction of Just Cause 4 has been shaped. Blah, blah, blah. We still have big pieces of destruction. You've probably seen a bridge being torn apart by a tornado. But that bridge is not a scripted event. The bridge is destructible. So if you go back there begin to shoot rockets at it, it'll go down. Funny you mentioned like just... Like you could in 3. Like you could in 3. Yeah, but it's so much better for Just Cause 4 because we have a new engine. Yeah. Uh, so the basic, they've created a new engine yeah. and then just 
rewritten the game in this new engine. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Objective-based things. On top of that, since we've seen it's possible, you also have a completion mechanic independent from ins- destruction. God, I'm losing my mind here. Who knows? Why weather is the holy grail of open worlds? I want to talk about weather because obviously you're not the only game here who's decided that weather is the future of open world video games. Really? Weather is the future of open world video games. Listen to yourself, dude. Skyrim weather, t- climates of Tamriel has been around for like six years. What are you even talking about? I think it's how exactly, because I mean, the, in the, the trailer they showed like a proper like tornado going on. How are Because presumably those are going to be happening all the time. How exactly are they going to explain that? Someone said, Force is the biggie. And then the, a- Antonio goes, oh, it's so beautiful. And then the guy goes, Anthem's the other big game. Anthem 2, do they have tornadoes? And the Polygon dude says, no, don't worry, you have that advantage. But what is it that's so inspiring about weather? We're seeing it appear in these big expensive games. Uh, uh, Breath of the Wild was out and confirming that idea made sense. But you're just cause, not Breath of the Wild. And wind is not enough. We need to go over the top. How do we make it over the top? Uh, extreme wind, it's the tornado, the sandstorm, the windstorm, the blizzards. Okay. Ridiculous. The, 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 when is this getting launched? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't say. When is tornado season in America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. You think they're going to. You just know it? it's going to launch at a really <laughs> bad time. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing with global warming is that tornado season just keeps changing and coming and going all the time. So. Because what was the, was the. Was it Motorstorm released like, a game that was all about a massive earthquake just after the Japanese earthquake? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, oh, the game, bad I think timing. they delayed the game because of it. <laughs> yeah. Tetris Effect has been in development for six years. Why? I don't even know what this is. It's by Enhanced Games, the makers of Res Infinite and Luminous Remastered. Turns the puzzle game into a full brain experience by adding musical cues and psychedelic visuals. Okay. Is this I a mean, thing that people have heard about? Well, the same, I think they said that was it that Tetris Effect is a known thing. It's about basically after playing a load of Tetris, you start to see the shapes everywhere. Oh, sure. So I have a similar thing, thing with the Witness, the actually. But, uh, Witness. Looking at the trailers, it just looked like... Witness big, the Witness! Whoa. Bit, it looks like a big Tetris in VR. Yeah. And yeah, he bought one of those last night, actually, PSVR. Really? I saw one for like 120 quid just to have something for... Hmm. I think they're pretty much all in CA, CEX now, aren't they? Yeah, I checked CEX for reference. It was like 140. I went, mm, it'll get cheaper. Yeah. Because I am tempted by a couple of games. Like, Unto, like uh, Until Dawn, that Rush of Blood game looks pretty sick. Yeah, that was supposed to be not too bad, actually. I mean, it's a relatively simple shooting game. Has, has that been given away free? Because there was a... Yeah, what well, it did. They gave it away free on PS Plus. Mm, and that and Rigs. So I've, I've got them both in, in my library, apparently, but I've not got a PSVR to play on them. There's a bunch of stuff that does interest me, because horror would be awesome in that. I'm a big horror guy. Um, but it will get cheaper. Like I said at the time, give it like three, four years, it'll probably be very cheap. And it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Give it a bit more time, and I'm going to get that. Because uh, VR interests me, but not just the price they're offering. Just requires Sony to give it a bit more time and not just kill it straight away, which... It's starting to feel like they've all kind of already done that. Also, I, I, there's some open source software that makes basically, the, if you plug it into your PC, it this software tricks the PSVR to basically 
look well let me rephrase that it tricks the computer to think it's a HTC Vive Before so with that that also interests me um, yeah but, meh, meh. It's, just, it's just something that I noticed because um, there's this days of play thing going on right now okay yeah like PlayStation sells and from that some people are also selling it for very cheap like I saw a wipeout bundle for 150 with the camera headset and stuff went Pay rent first. <laughs> think, didn't, they, didn't they announce that FromSoft were going to make, make a VR game? Yeah, it was it was directly after the, the Sony conference. So they did the big show, blah, blah, blah. And then it cut to those guys outside they kept cutting to to fill time. And yeah, they, oh, they showed the a trailer from FromSoft. That was fucking awful, that panel. Mm. Why did they move? The, why did they move the audience? Does anyone know that? Well, the whole thing right at the beginning was to make, like, pretend like they were in the big tent that they were in in uh, left of... Uh, Last of Us, but uh, I don't. I don't. So, the, so it's supposed to seem like they were in there, but then apparently they moved the entire audience into a different thing, so huh. they're all sat down. And but I don't know why it killed that uh, conference dead. The fact that they had to go over to a bunch of assholes that were just chatting about inane bullshit because they didn't know anything. Um, it was just terrible. They didn't even yeah. show anything decent. I think they just showed, oh yeah, Call of Duty's getting old maps. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah, I think everyone who listens to Game Podcast is tired of E3 by now, myself included. Well, funny you should say that because I just pulled up the last news story I want to talk about, which is IGN's Best of E3 Awards. And I just want to real quick go through these and see what we think. Uh, Yeah, so first of all, the best PlayStation 4 game of E3 2018. Any guesses what they chose? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. Really? Yes. Or is that the things that they could play? I don't know. They no. They uh, get Death Stranding and Kingdom Hearts three and Dying Light <laughs> two and all the rest of them. So how about that? And last year's winner was also Spider Man. <laughs> they just got a thing for Spider Man. <laughs> I was going to say that was it. Last was last year's Spider Man as well. Yeah. I was, I was slightly was underwhelmed by the trailer for Spider Man. To be honest. Well, you're the, the only one because Stu and Chinny start wetting their pants about it. Well, I reckon it'll probably be good, but the, the, I think it was just about the fighting mechanic when they were playing it. It looked yeah. a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. A little Arkham. bit stilted. Well, I mean, I expect it to be Arkham, but it, it looked kind of bare, just like he was in a big room with loads of guys just stood around and you're just picking and choosing each one. I think, I it, I know. I think it's the uh, open world bit people was jizzing their pants over. Because it did look interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. I think I'm, I'm more keen on the open world, whereas that like demo was clearly much more insular. Mm. Um so yeah, I'd be I'd be more curious. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, the Sony one in particular, like they kept talking about how they were going to do deep dives into all of these games. They didn't. It was just extended gameplay. Yep. It wasn't a deep dive at all. So I mean, some of them were impressive. I, a lot of people got really like, impressed with Last of Us, but I thought, I mean, it, it obviously looks really good and it's probably going to be amazing, but it is just, it didn't seem to be doing anything massively different from the previous Last of Us. Yeah, but isn't it just about the story in that sense? I mean, yeah, exactly. I so, want, sort of so. gameplay trailers don't really you, help. Yeah, right. I mean, no, it, I in you. some ways, I didn't. I mean, I didn't want gameplay trailers. I almost preferred the previous years where they were just mm-hmm. doing loads of like little trailers telling you that the games are coming out. Yeah, I don't sure. need to see the game. Well, I'm right. I think that's the thing. Yeah, with Last of Us, it seems like they've got enough hype that they don't really, you know, you don't need to sell it in the same way you need to sell a new yeah. Years of War game take, or whatever. Take the Rockstar approach. They yeah, don't exactly. need to show you gameplay because right. they know everyone's going to buy it. Sure. I mean. I thought like Death Stranding. I mean, that game's got me easily because I really you like. You love carrying uh, boxes over waterfalls. Well, that's the thing. I like any old <laughs> bullshit that's in sci-fi, and I like I like original stories, so stuff I've not seen, not seen before, well, and that seemed to have both of those in spades. And then they kind of slightly ruined it by 
just showing about a, a gameplay trailer <laughs> of you just wandering around with boxes in an well, empty space. Speaking of sci-fi, the best Xbox One game of E3, according to IGN, was Cyberpunk 2077. And they got to see 45 minutes of gameplay there. I don't know. So the, the best Xbox One game is a multi-platform? Apparently. Or do they just mean the best game at the Xbox One conference? I guess. I think that's how they're doing it. Because yeah. that's what mainly it was, wasn't it? Like, they had a lot of good reveals there, but, you know... They and were they said the same thing about PC, so... They had all their big games. I they're mean, they had Halo, Forza, and Gears. Yeah. But people were complaining and, and that they want more than that, didn't they? Well, I thought, yeah... I mean, well, the thing is, everyone wanted new stuff, and so their big reveal was sort of... like the, the Or, like, the biggest announcement was that they were getting new developers in. Well, I they, actually liked that announcement because I was like, okay, future-proofing, cool. Well, they mixed it in with a bunch of developers that I kind of already thought they or did own. Um, yeah. <laughs> Playgrounds and the State of Decay, was it Undead Labs? Undead Labs, yeah. I thought they already bought them. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ninja Theory was the biggie, but mm. I mean, obviously they didn't really have anything to show for it. So, And if, they, if they've only just bought them, then presumably whatever they're going to be making is going to be for the next Xbox. Mm. Um, I certainly you'd assume so. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I mean, I thought the Xbox conference was easily the best for games, mm-hmm. but it. I don't know if it was going to sell anyone an Xbox because mm-hmm. basically all of the big games that are exclusive for it are sequels to games that are already See, on, on Xbox. I hear you. If you're a big Gears fan, you'd already have Xbox. Right, I hear you. I just don't know if the average gamer is keeping up with that. I mean, in other words, I don't know. I'm thinking of my students, especially like, I think they may not be aware, you know, when they, when they see launch exclusive, I don't know that they are able to parse it in terms of like, Oh, that doesn't mean it's going to be exclusive, exclusive. So I think well, that I, I, I did sort of even got confused with that as well, because I mean, the, did the whole, it always says console launch exclusive, yeah. but you've got a guy saying exclusive. Right. So I think um, there are a but, lot of people who will watch those conferences and just be like, man, there's a lot of cool games at that conference. I should get an Xbox. Well, I, I mean, I, like it said console launch exclusive for the um, Cuphead DLC, which I thought was weird. That is weird. Because, mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not coming to the PS4. No, so why did it say console that. launch? And, unless they're somehow mixing in the fact that it's with Steam, but surely that should just be a launch exclusive then. Maybe. Mm. Or no, no, that's just console exclusive, not launch right. exclusive, isn't it? Well, we it might be that, yeah. It's only well, on the Xbox console. It's just a, it's a question of how you define it then. <laughs> yeah, it's not coming to the PS at all. Therefore, it's a console launch exclusive. Well, it's, no, it's just a console exclusive. Console you don't need the launch Console exclusive, exclusive, yeah, well. It may be that all those words get confused in the minds of the people. All right, uh, what about Cyberpunk 2077? I, I don't really know anything about it. I mean, I saw the same trailer everyone else saw, but I didn't see any of this gameplay footage. I'm surprised Stu's not more excited about this because he loves CD Projekt Red. He's a Witcher fanboy through and through. The trailer really felt like a Rockstar trailer to me. Yeah. It felt it felt like a sort of more futuristic version of the kind of trailers you usually get for GTA. Yeah, like showing you the whole world and different yeah. things going on and then mixing right. in the, the main characters. Have we? I don't remember seeing Witcher trailers in the past, but I'm sure they were out. I just don't remember them at all. Yeah. I was never Comparing to the Witcher person. trailers, these are pretty different because the Witchers were, well, they were more action-based and trying to show you more stuff about the game. While yeah. this, you know, to put it plainly, this didn't show you gameplay, while the Witcher was kind of more sensitive and to I the actual gameplay you see. Yeah, and I suppose that's because we know the world of the Witcher if we've ever seen or yeah. played anything else from the Witcher before. So there's nothing mm-hmm. new about the world to expose there, but this is... And you know totally all the characters more. and like what's kind of going on yeah, in the world. Even whereas... if you have new characters like Siri, whatever, they're not going to be massively different, or you can't really meet them very much in a trailer. 
Because in this one, I suppose they are creating a whole new world, yeah. so it's a case of showing a off whole the world. New world. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, I told my friends. So I watched this with my friend who isn't really into games too much. The one I play Fortnite with, and we both said, "Just, just tell us Cyberpunk's still in production. It's still going to be okay. Give us a date, maybe, please." And we were satisfied with the trailer because we trusted Project Red because Witcher Three was, you know, we enjoyed yeah, that they, a lot. They know how to make a game, I think. They're generally pretty good with all the kind of DLC and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Certainly, at the, at the, so far, they seem to be part of the good guys. Mm. As much as I was frustrated by certain things in The Witcher, I'm willing to give Cyberpunk a look because I think it looks pretty funky. Well, yeah, I do I know mean, it's first person. That's all I know. That's yeah, a lot of people cool. are kicking off about that, but it's. I mean, it's. <laughs> it's a. Um, I mean, it, the main mechanic's going to be shooting people, yeah, so exactly. yeah, it kind of makes yeah. sense. It totally mm. makes. I remember. It's funny because when I remember when oh, it was early on, it was like halfway through the PS2 cycle. I was like, these first-person shooters these days. I don't know. I can't take it. Like I loved playing Star Wars Battlefront 2 because you had a third-person mode and you got more peripheral vision. And at a certain point, I was trying to play first-person shooters like Red Gorilla, like the first one, and it was like mm. so hard because I felt like I couldn't tell where the enemies were. And it's funny because, you know, 20 years later, the idea of playing a third-person shooter to me is just like, Ugh, no, thank you. I want a first-person experience. I don't know. It's just weird. It's going to be, it is going to be interesting to see how they do it because, I mean, at the moment, they're kind of, that was that genre, the sort of first-person sort of um, cyberpunk RPG is pretty much just owned by Deus Ex and they more or less killed that franchise with the last game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a pretty good franchise, but... Yeah, ho- hopefully this will do really well and that will force yeah. them to maybe continue that series on as well. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, best Nintendo Switch game of E3 was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Mm, Wasn't it the only one? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Half of my notes for that was just, After you know, I was like, oh, Snake's back. Oh, yay. And then the Overcooked rest of the like, six lines I wrote were just ends. Oh, look, Olimar <laughs> has, can crack his helmet now. Yeah. Great. I mean, if you're a Smash fan, like, I recorded yesterday with a big smash fan i was like yeah i'm glad you loved it but personally i'd rather that have been a different direct although to be fair that was a deep dive oh it was a deep dive they were going mechanics and all that but uh, i didn't care it, it didn't sell me at all it made me it made me less want to get it <laughs> best vr game trover staves the universe what the fuck is that that was the oh, um the one from the the guy, the um, Rick and Molly. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Well, fair enough. Uh, best adventure game, Resident Evil 2. Ah! <laughs> I've seen the loads of people getting really excited about that. And oh. it's just saying, but it's, it's a remake, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it could be a totally new game if they do it, right? Yeah, I think, I think like, uh, Chris is, like, got excited, um, Chris from Bosworth got excited about Resident Evil 2 and the Sony conference. Yeah. And then that, Tales of Vesperia or whatever the hell you call it from the Xbox, like both of them, like ten-year-old games. Yeah, but it's because and that, but that, know, and that's, that's just a graphics remake, isn't it? They're not redoing that game, I don't think. It seems well, like Resident Evil Two. They're redoing the game. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, the, yeah, the other one's just like HD. If I yeah, right. Best shooter, Rage Two. I'm gonna disagree with that. I think Division Two looks better. I suppose they'd class that as an RPG, probably, wouldn't they? No, they said Division 2 was a runner-up. Oh, shit. Fuck you. What are you talking I about? I still haven't actually seen anything about Rage. I, haven't re- I didn't watch any of the Bethesda conference. I just like uh, read up. Well, so the only real conference that I watched were the um, the main ones, the Microsoft 
and Sony wins. Oh, Bethesda's not main enough for you? How dare you, sir? Well, I don't know. <laughs> just play- a lot of the stuff shit. we kind of already knew about, and yeah, I know. So you just, just catch up on it afterwards. Best platformer: Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That does look good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what else is it going to be? Trials Rising? I don't think so. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, best racing game: Forza Horizon 4. Duh. What else is there? Nothing. Mm. There wasn't any of those. Two. Yeah. The crew's going to win something. <laughs> best strategy <laughs> oh, yeah. game. Total War Three Kingdoms. I didn't even see anything about that. It's not going to be fucking Command and Conquer, is it? Gears Tactics. Oh, yeah, Command and Conquer Chronicles oh. 4. I had a good like minute laugh seeing Command and Conquer <laughs> die. Wow! Not best because I hate the series, but just, oh, another game series dead by EA. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> best sports game. Guess what the best sports game is. FIFA. FIFA 19. No. Not Madden. No. Okay, like... <laughs> Mario Tennis Aces. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's insane. Wasn't that pretty much the only Mario game that didn't do that well? I think the uh, Mario yes. Tennis on the Wii U wasn't very well regarded. It yeah. was dog shit. It was terrible. Mm. That uh, comes out in four days, I think. Really? Is that yeah. a new game or is that a remake of the Wii U one? New game, new game. Okay. When is it coming out? It's coming out very soon. So I'm surprised it was there. I'm guessing, yeah, I didn't see it on any conference. I guess they just played it and said, yeah, that's good. How's that coming out? I'm just going to check this quickly. Uh, while you do, the people's choice of E3 is Cyberpunk 2077. Second place was The Last of Us Part 2. I'm surprised by that. I would have thought they'd do this other one. No, I think it was. I mean, obviously, Cyberpunk is multi platform, so. 22nd, everyone's. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. What'd you say, Antonio? 22nd, it comes out, apparently. Okay. Biggest surprise of E3 Star Fox in Starlink. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Runners-up were Battletoads and Gears Tactics, which let's not kid ourselves. And best trailer... Go ahead. They'd announced beforehand, as always, pretty much everything leaks, but it would have been announced that there was going to be three Gears games. Yeah. And so so I think they guessed that it was going to be the Gears 5. And I think that also someone had said something about them being like a a tactical Gears, which is surprisingly PC only. That's weird. Yeah. from from what I understood, yeah, it was, it's it's only on PC. Yeah. Well, certainly that's how they announced it, which seems weird because uh, certainly XCOM games did quite well on console. Yeah. But yeah, the um, yeah, I don't think anyone saw the fun pop thing coming. No. Am I a moron? When I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, they're getting pop figures. Well, I, I didn't think it was a game. Figures. From yeah. what I understood, it was a game. I'm pretty sure they like, had yeah, pop figures. Yeah, I was hearing everyone talk about. It, I thought, is it a game? I just thought they were getting pop figures. I would have no, thought they already had it. Imagine I mean, the fun of pop having figure. those pop figures in a game of their own. Oh my god! I can't stand them enough as it is. I think they're <laughs> atrocious as figures. The, Everything the, has a pop figure. Well, you can't and use that as an announcement. I'm surprising <laughs> they. I would have thought they already had them. I'm surprised I don't have any of those yet because they've got like Skyrim pop figures. Like, why would I not buy that? Because I don't really care about toys at this point in my life. So People buy me right? stuff like that. They buy me Simpsons things, and I'm like, okay. Thanks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm kind of. My, my brother has a habit of getting me those kind of things for like Christmas because he doesn't know what else to get me. Right, yeah, so exactly. I've got, I've got like an Ezio from uh, Assassin's Creed uh-huh. figure, and I think I've got a Fallout uh, figure as well. So like, I uh, mean, it's cute that people think, you know, hey, I saw this, I thought of you, you know, here's something I know you're into. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but you're a massive nerd. You'd like yeah, this, right, exactly. And finally, the best trailer of E3 2018, according to IGN. Drum roll, please. What's that, 
What did you say, Rob? Cyberpunk. No. Ooh. Antonio, what's your guess? Well, I honestly don't know. I don't really remember any trailers. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Really? Huh. I mean, I thought it was okay. I just... Mm, I was. I felt oh. like it was too cinematic. Because I wanted to know something about the gameplay. But we got a lot of characters. These people it's are going to still... be... Oh, sorry. I said oh. it wrong. As these people are going to be coming to laugh on your screen. And that's the thing about Ubisoft, man. I'll give them credit. They don't hide their Frenchness. Like CD Projekt Red <laughs> doesn't make a big deal out of being Polish. But Ubisoft, they are very happy. I want someone to come out with like a baguette and a bottle of wine at one point and just be like, oh, excuse me while I eat this escargot. Pardonc, we talk about the games. And Sorry, Rob, you were about to say something when uh, I hit that. <laughs> I've checked, and there definitely is already Gears of War um, Funko Pop figures. Oh, thank figures. God. Ugh. Got that sorted out. <laughs> All right, them it looks like we got like four emails here, and then a couple of speak pipes, and we got some from Gingerballs a while ago, but I don't know. Anyway, the first email is from Derek Sands, and he says, Howdy, veteran gamers, or is it just veteran gamer this week? I can't really do his accent, but I'm trying to do his tone. So you do your best, Anthony. If Stu and Chinny are away on a sightseeing tour of Amsterdam, I'm sure Duke has some cream-of-the-crop podcasting talent lined up to release them. I did, but then they canceled, so I had to get Antonio and Rob in. Hello! We were available. (laughs) Just a quick note to say, I have accidentally sent off a speak pipe without any of my personal details attached, and you thought this was going to be a boring email. Well, you were right. Later, amigos, Derek. He doesn't say keep on gaming. How do we know it's him? <laughs> uh, I assume this is the speak pipe in question. Uh, a minute ten. Let's go ahead and play. Well, no, speak pipes come later. What am I doing? Because Stu sent them all at once. All right, here comes an essay from Jason Goller. Oh, you got one as well. What? We got two. We got a two email essay. Like, it took oh, forever really? to okay. read it. Well, I guess so. Yeah. That is exactly what Duke Scath... Wait, what's the title? Oh, yeah, it was all right. That is exactly what Duke Scath said about Ghosts of Tsushima as he ridiculed Stu's Sony preference. Then the other bully on the playground said, Yeah, take that, Fowler. Why don't you go eat the yeast infection on your PS4? Man, guys, when I was in grade school, my dad brought home Pong. I became a fanboy as soon as I saw that I could control what was happening on that black and white TV screen. Then I fell in love with Atari, Intellivision, Nintendo, then Girls, then Xbox, Xbox 360, then PS4, then Xbox One, and finally a Wii U. I love them all the same, but the game, maybe Girls a little more, I don't know. Uh, I love them all the same, but the games each have set them apart in different ways. Nowadays, I will only buy games I know I will love, usually weird ones. Game Pass or PS Now are good for demoing a purchase, but having 50 okay games and one hour to play just doesn't work out. I will not waste any more time on shit games! Exclamation point. Microsoft have done well recently to get that trust back. They have a really good show. They had a really good show. Sony inviting us to join their cult with their deuce bag E3 announcer was not a good move. I wanted to shove that flute right up his ass. (laughs) What a colorful (laughs) phrase. 
However, and by the way, there were some people talking about cultural appropriation. It turns out that dude is like one of three masters in the world of the Japanese flute. So he's like totally cool to be playing it. And they made sense that they would hire him because he's... Well, it made sense that hire him to do... As if they wanted someone to play it, it didn't necessarily make sense why they had to have someone well, playing Oh, right. It. Yeah, no, no. You're absolutely right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, all I right. Mean, so anyway, I back to... Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody didn't. If you were watching that live, okay. I you did. had to watch the banjo, dude. You had to watch the flute. But anybody who watched it afterwards, did you watch the whole banjo flute and, thing? And it was like... It aired at like past 2 a.m. over yeah, here as well. So yeah, totally. very few people are watching it live. <laughs> and you're trying to get to sleep. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, back to the email. Uh, to me, it isn't about having 50 okay games or watching a dude blowing a flute out of his ass. <laughs> it is about having a few way above average games. These Sony announced beauties are next level shit. We have never even seen video games look as incredible as this. Everything else may as well be Pong, in my opinion. Once you've had God of War, you'll never go back. Until you see The Last of Us Part 2... Every one of you should be preaching about how magical Sony's cult is. They break out the banjo and showcase quality. No one showed a game that came close to any of these titles. But you keep cheering those sequels to games you never finished. You know it's true. Even the Xbox C's connection was saying they, uh, that about every other announcement. So did Chin. Keep bragging about the plethora of content for the Dirty 50. That's great for some. Me, I only have time for about four quality games per year. Ghosts of Tsushima was all right, Duke. Give me your Twizzlers and get back to Rocket League. Where's your excitement for video games, dude? Is it really gone? Skyrim, New Wheels? Don't believe the hype. So since you're calling me out, I will say to you, I've been playing God of uh, Shadow of War 2, so I don't want to hear your crap. Because I played a game that came out last year, finally. And, uh, yeah, I'm not... What, but what that's was, the thing. What, Go ahead. While we're talking about calling people out, I'm pretty sure the the, the point where you were having a go at Stu last week for uh, his uh, Sony preference <laughs> seemed to think it ended end up with you saying, yeah, why don't you go off and bum Rob? <laughs> something like that. I think I said something like, oh, no, why don't you and Rob go have a three-way with the PS4 or something. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> How did I get stuck in that? Because Chinny mentioned you as being into the PS4. And I was like, okay, I'll bring Rob into this for no reason. Um, but that's the thing. For me, E3 is just like, oh, here are the games that I'll play two years from now when I finally catch up to the games from two years ago. Because I never keep up with new games. And it was only a short period of time when I even kind of did. And now, but, but that was because I didn't have a current gen console or a decent gaming pc now that i have a decent gaming pc the games uh graph has just shot straight upward and i just can't keep up with all the cool games that are out there so and i play too much rocket league i'm not going to deny that <laughs> chinny you and duke really should stop ganging up on stew he has feelings you know remember journey made him cry shout out to bongo the sane change that dirty 30 to the shitty 50 or the stinky 49 Forza looked great. I'm joking. He's just jumping all over the place here. I love any company that puts games in my hands. Below and Tunic look great, but you know some people eat at the all-you-can-eat mediocre buffet. Me, I'll have that every once in a while, but it gives me the shits and life is too short to waste it on the toilet sending you dumb emails. I'll have the prime rib. Ghosts was my game of show. 
Death Stranding will be the greatest game ever made. Last of Us deciding to go with torture porn was a bad move, but we'll all play it anyway. Unfortunately, so will kids in school. I don't think anybody's going to be playing that game in school. I think he just means kids who are in school will play that game. Microsoft rocks sometimes, so don't hate me, fanboys. Tra-la-la-la, motherfucking lol, Jason. Ah. Man, that was yeah. pretty intense. Okay, one more. Uh, here we go. This is from Lewis. Hello, veterans. As usual, I hope you've had a good week. I have because of the game that came onto Xbox One. You may remember a couple of months ago when I complained GTA San Andreas wasn't on Xbox One. Well, the other day, it did come, and I can see why everyone loves this game. I've also been playing a bit of Forza 7 this week. Nothing really to say about it other than it's a good game. It's one of the few games where loot crates are done okay. Anyway, I have a big question this week as well as a blast from the past. Uh, I want to complete some games I never finished, but which to do? GTA 4, Watch Dogs 2, Golf Story, Far Cry 4, Battlefield 1, Call of Duty World War 2, or Just Cause 3? So of all those games, which one do you think you should go for, Antonio? I wouldn't dare complete any of them, like 100%. What? Oh, but I don't know if you're talking about 100%. I'm guessing so. Nah. Uh, even though I would, like finish it properly, uh, what were they again? Finish like? the story: GTA oh, 4, Watch Dogs 2, Golf Story, Far Cry 4, Battlefield 1, COD, World War 2, or Just Cause 3. Golf Story. That's the like, unique one out of the bunch, and Golf Story was a fun time on the Switch. I'd say Golf Story personally. Rob, your vote. From what I've heard, I'd probably go along with Golf Story as well. The, not the, none of the others sound particularly that appealing. Far I mean, Cry I've only, 4, I've baby. A of them. Don't you want to know what happens with the Golden Path? Oh, I, I wasn't a fan of. It was too similar to Far Cry 3 for me. That's okay. Far Cry 3 is a great game. Yeah, but I think <laughs> if, if even if it's really good, this having into one that's more or less the same is like the same reason with Just Cause. And yeah, well. I think the first one that really highlighted that to me was Central. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Saints I have Row a higher three tolerance just, for repetition. Yeah. No, I agree. I couldn't get through Saints Row 3. Side missions were exactly the same yeah, as exactly. Saints Row 2. We're going to paint shit with this feces truck. Battlefield 5, back to the email. Battlefield 5 looks very good in my opinion. Free maps, no premium pass. Plus, they didn't just remove the campaign to do a Battle Royale mode. They just added it on to what's already there. Anyway, time for the quiz question. Who was the special guest on episode 1 of the Veteran Gamers podcast? A. Stu's wife. B. Chinny's fiance. C. Duke's wife. D. None of the above. Answers in the speak pipe next. Is that episode of the Veteran Gamers or the... Episode one. I think it means of the Veteran Gamers, Veteran Gamers, not over 35s. Because that definitely wouldn't have been you. No. Mm. Um, Um, My guess would have been D, none of the above. I think it was Stu's one. Or maybe in my interview, the Duchess. I know I interviewed her at one point. I don't remember if it would have been so early on, but I'll say that one because I don't remember. And I love my wife. I I suppose officially, Chinny's... Uh, girlfriend wasn't his fiance at the time. Yeah, well, that's definitely true. Oh, all right. So let's listen to the speak pipes. First is Derek's, and then we'll listen to Lewis's with the answer to that quiz question. Oh. Get down. Hello, veteran gamers. It's Derek Sainz again, and I'm not sure when you have your next podcast, but. Uh, I thought that since America and North Korea were the best of buddies now, I'd give you this uh, fun little would-you-rather. 
and this is one if you did it I'm sure you could do for charity and it's this uh, would you rather spend a year with the hairstyle of Donald Trump or the hairstyle of Kim Jong Un Oof. and if you were to do it uh, you wouldn't be able to hide it under a hat or a cap or anything like that you'd have to have it proudly out on display each time you're out in public. Uh, and I think that's probably it for now. So until next time, I'll just say keep on gaming and uh, leave you with a few words of wisdom from the Dons himself. Insiders fighting for insiders. Time to stop. Insiders fighting for insiders. America first. Love the flow. Okay. Um, Antonio, what do you think? Which hairstyle uh, would you rather Kim, have? Kim, so I could say it was a fashion statement. There you go. Rob? It's fucking typical. I come on here randomly and still we manage to get a question about <laughs> hair. Um, yeah, probably it would be have to be Kim Jong-un because it, it is at least a hairstyle. Really. And it's human hair. Like it's It yeah. doesn't look like it was yeah. sculpted off of a bunch of different corpses. So, yeah, I don't know anybody who would go for Donald Trump's hairstyle. I mean, Kim Jong-un's hairstyle isn't great, but it doesn't look supernatural or like it was created by a necromancer uh okay so let's hear the answer to lewis's hello hello veterans hello lewis here uh yeah i got a microphone now so hello i can, I can actually talk at some volume because last yeah. week it sounded a bit quiet uh the answer to the quiz was c duke's wife she yes. was talking about wallace and gromit oh sweet uh, bonus point if you remembered that i guess nope, i didn't uh yeah so yeah, I didn't. I went on a little bit too long in my last speak pipe last week. But anyway, uh, I am actually from North Yorkshire, but now I live in East Yorkshire. So if you wanted to know that, there right. you go. Uh, yeah, that's the end of what I have to say. Uh, there you go. Bye. <laughs> I love how with speak pipes, it's so rarely just the end of the speak pipe is when they stop talking and they drag it out for a long time. Yeah, thanks. See you later. Okay. Bye. So he's kind of from around my neck of the woods. You know what else I just learned recently is that when phones first started getting used, phone companies didn't want people saying hello because they thought it was too casual. They wanted the phone to be more of a big deal. So they wanted people well, to answer the phone in other ways. They had a contest, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How strange is that? that? Hello, when I think what was the, the, uh, the guy who invented the phone, I think... Was his Graham preferred Bell, option yeah. was something ridiculous. Well, he said ahoy hoy. That was certainly yeah, one of the earlier ones. That's why Mr. Burns says it on The Simpsons. Yeah, that's why I learned it. Ahoy hoy. That's why I say ahoy hoy. So weird. I mean, nowadays when people answer the phone, they, well, nobody ever answers the phone because nobody calls on the phone. But anyway. No, you, all right. Well, you, you basically you leave it quiet, waiting to see if it's going to be a mechanical thing telling you that you've got PPI. Yeah, exactly. It's the way to leave a no, message no, it's for crap. us. So I just realized I didn't play that before the speak pipe, so I had to play that <laughs> after the fact. If I were not lazy, I would uh, cut that in earlier. But what do I look like, a guy who's not lazy? It's time for a shout-out. Hey! It's time for shout-outs. Rob, you have the honor. I'll just do the standard and shout-out the guys from the boss with. Boss, boss, and, boss, uh, boss, boy, 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 boy. And you two fellas for having me on. Oh, I'm yeah. Assuming oh, answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I asked Antonio, who do you want to have on with you? And he went, Rob! I was like Chris, but he wasn't available. Yeah. <laughs> Zing! That's, that, that's always the case. I assume that's how I get on everything. <laughs> Antonio, you got any shout-outs? Uh, I want to thank Tyler Kautzloff for coming on my pod like 
a week ago when we recorded. I need to edit that still. Um, uh, Audible, because I'm now like a sponsor of theirs and I get free shit and it's nice. Oh, nice. I, re- I reread, quote unquote, uh, The Disaster Artist through the app and oh, yeah. how fun. It is a better experience as an audiobook because Greg Sestero's Tommy Wiseau impression is pretty good, in my oh, opinion. Oh, nice. And it was written by Tom Bissell, friend of the show. Mm hmm. So and uh, also, uh, a friend of a friend of a friend, I guess, at this point. Um, this guy, he runs a YouTube channel called Defunct Land, which is about uh, theme park rides that are no longer there. And he's branched out oh, into TV now, and I really like his show. Cool. And I, he recently just, he has, um, he's writing a book, basically. And he reached his goal to get it funded for like 300%. He wow. made like 50 grand, I think, to get his book published and stuff. Damn. And like there are certain perks and stuff. And I donated because I love getting physical media. So I paid a lot because uh, shipping to get a physical copy. So, yeah, Defunctland. There's the shout out. A little plug for someone's work. I like Defunctland. If you like theme park rides, which is a very niche genre. I thought <laughs> anime was a weird genre and had very little fans. <laughs> Try being a fan of theme parks in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Oh. It is UK based, so he's probably going to have like Crinkly Bottom on there and everything. <laughs> Well, no, he's in America. He's in Florida. Oh, okay. That's a place um, for it, because there's a bunch of them in Florida. Yeah, that's pretty much the only reason I do go to Florida is for the theme parks. Yeah. That's why I went there in February, actually. <laughs> um, but yes, to Funkland, good show if you have an old memory from Disney or something. Cool. And if you do and, go to Florida, you should stop by Gainesville and eat at La Fiesta, which is the best restaurant in the universe. Sorry, I interrupted you, Antonio. It's fine. I just wanted to say cheers for having me on. It's always nice doing the VGs. And yep. also, I guess, cheers for playing Rock with me. Oh, yeah. And I will shout out Stu and Chinny. I hope y'all are having a great time. And I will shout out everybody in the chat. Simiboy, Marcanics, Yap, Verbal Rob. Um, who else? I thought there was someone else in here. Diesel John Saint, Mouse. John Mouse. Uh, yeah, thanks everybody for stopping in and saying hello. And shout out to the Duchess because she was hoovering earlier and now she's sweeping up. I was going to do that tomorrow, but I guess I don't need to. Ha ha, I suckered you into doing the work because I was lazy. But I was actually going to do it tomorrow. But now, it I mean, who is going to believe me, right? Like, what a s- pathetic thing to say. I was just about to do that. <laughs> oh, well, hey, Chinny's not here, so I can do this. Outro, outro song. The end of the show. You fucking prince. Turn the podcast off. Oh, wait, you don't need to do that because it'll turn off when it ends. Why don't you listen to another podcast, you ungrateful fuck? Like another podcast or boss way? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Regular programming is back next week. Yeah. Wow, I should edit that into the just regular thing. That Rockstar ending uh, really works with it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Do we just chat now for 20 minutes about something random while the stream goes off? I don't. I have things to do. But if you guys want to, you're welcome to. I'm going to end the stream, though. No. So, yeah, we... I want to talk about Yakuza, no? <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to get to talk about Meet the Feebles. <laughs> so, real quick, Rob, since you mentioned it, you're the only person <laughs> who's mentioned that you've seen it. What... It, should people know about this movie Meet the Feebles? I mean, it's basically an X-rated Muppets. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's got a lot of vomiting and Peter. sex and drugs. It's Peter Jackson, isn't it? So I'm surprised more people haven't seen it. I guess they didn't really dive into that part of his back catalog. You know, my kids loved uh, King Kong. Let's take a look at some older... Oh, my God! <laughs> I think... I mean, he's he's done some horror films and some, like, gore films, but that's yeah. still probably the most disgusting movie he's made. It was a pretty revolting film. I remember watching it and just being like... I mean, at first, because I was like, oh, haha, it's going to be so wacky and oddball. And then it became, like, really dark at certain points, and I'm like, oh, man, this is unpleasant. So... But it's still funny. It's worth seeing. It's just... Don't go in expecting something wacky and upbeat because it's not. Well, I'm pretty sure that they allude to one of the puppets having AIDS. <laughs> I think they do. I don't Throughout think it's most, just an illusion. And then I think reveal like a... really because the, the, I think the character's a rabbit, and then yeah. eventually they reveal they were actually talking about myxomatosis. Right, right. Yeah. So there you go. There's a fun, upbeat thing for us to end <laughs> on. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye bye.